from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Pilot Wings is still great, and what's going on with Bayonetta 3? My town has been blighted, and I, for one, am seriously miffed. I'm back on my grind again. Coffee beans. He's back on the grind. Grinder. I knew you'd stop just drinking tea. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 343. You're here, you're a place to hear Nintendo fans try to figure out what's going on in the voice acting community for uh, Bayonetta 3. And other things like that. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Mechahawk Killer Johnson. I'm Jeremy Outfox for now. Mikowski. I'm John Gold Medals Knitter. I think I have an idea. Where where you're stuck at, maybe, Jeremy. I think I do, too, because I accidentally looked at those notes that one time when I was like, oh, no, I hope it didn't spoil it for me. It didn't, uh, oh, it didn't the, spoil it. You're at, the, you're at the gauntlet, right, where you have to fight I multiple am, people I am, at once? I am, I am. Well, I, I mean, I know you're like super non-spoilers about the game, but I could tell you how I did it if you want. Because I, I actually came up with it on my own without looking at Well, there's like a, online. operations, I know. I mean, you, yeah, you have to figure. Probably best. You have to figure know, out whatever, I can get through, whatever works like, with you for you best. Is I can get like through three or four of them each pretty easily, but I can never really get more. Like I think I've gotten to through two, and then I did the healing one. I'm like, shit, I already have to do the healing one. And I did the, um, and I was saving my avatar that gives me my magic back. And then I uh, did the third one, and then I always die on that one, mm. no matter which one it is. Oh, okay. For whatever reason, the third one kills me. Because there was like one that there there was one that was like a kind of a pain in the ass for me. I mean, that's the one where you have to fight the two bosses. I'm sure you've already done that one. Uh, it's the one in yeah. the middle. So it's, it's, I mean, you can do them in whatever order you oh, want. Oh wait, yes, yes, yes. Actually, that one's pretty easy. Yeah. See, that one, the one that was one that was it just eats me. up the resources. That was one that was causing me trouble. I use the grabby grabber. Oh, okay. Because what I did is I I used the shotgun. If you shoot him in the if you shoot him in the face twice, he's dead. So I just brought some extra magic potion, shot him in the face twice. Oh, waited waited for the, uh, re redid my like re upped my magic. Waited for the other one to come up there. Shot him in the face. I think twice. I just have a regular gun. I don't have a shotgun. So it's this a, gets a little unzelda. Huh? It's a shotgun. I mean, it looks like a shotgun. It looks like a pump then shotgun. Then I just haven't found it. Oh, I mean, do you have the? So you probably have the wand, right? Because there's a wand you can. I do shoot have the wand. With. Okay, there's a, there's like a shotgun that you get in that level where the boss scavenger guy was that you got stuck on. Oh, there's a shotgun there. Anyway, we'll what take a shotgun in the new Zelda. <laughs> it'll take away. I mean, Tunic is really not that much of a Zelda game. I've said that many times. He may look no. like he may look look like Link, but he, it's not really. It's I mean, it's more of a unless Dark you want to go all the way back I guess. to the first one. Yeah, yeah, and even then, 
not so much. And that's what I like about Tunic is that it's not really like it's not trying to rip off another game. Well, I mean, I guess it is, but it does it in a way. It does it does it in a very unique way that makes it unique in itself. In itself. I don't know if it's ripping off, but yeah, it is iterating on it's several different pulling, I- ideas. Ideas. It's pulling stuff from ideas. It's pulling stuff from. It's just uh, foxing around. Whatever. Yeah, it's pulling stuff from Dark Souls and and and, and like um, that other game that I can't remember right now with the spinning towers. You know, oh, <laughs> it doesn't remind me that much of that game. I guess a little bit. You're talking about um, Fez. Fez, Fez yeah. that one, yeah. It's just the kind of some of the design of the buildings. Remind I guess me so, of Fez, yeah. Like the art design. And you do, and a lot of them do kind of spin, I guess, but you don't do it on purpose. Also, the Fez has a whole lot of like deep secrets, like this game does too, that are really, really ridiculous. You have to like read between the lines of the manual. But yeah, no, yeah, my problem with the Gauntlet one is I was just having like the stupidest time with that dumb boss. So I would just like. Because because I would just kill everything as much as I could up to the boss, and then I just and then I just shot him in the face, and it was done, and that was that. You know, so there's a couple of them that can be really annoying, especially those ones that like teleport and like uh, the 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 mages or whatever they're called. Yeah, they suck in the uh... where they teleport and, and shoot the ground. Like you you want to try to like get them all on one side, and yeah, I guess you have to fight all those lizard lizard people and like the skeleton people or whatever too. But the pokey guys, you just wait for them to attack you three times, and then you go in. Because they hit, like, three times, and then there's an opening, and then you hit them. <clears throat> but yeah, I thought that was probably the hardest part of the game. Or one cool. of the hardest parts of the game. I don't know. It That part sucked for me. Aside from, like, the final boss, I guess. But I didn't think the final boss was as hard because of, like, what sort of situation you're in when you get to that part of, you know, of Tunic. Which sucks, because there's no way for you to make yourself better in any way. You're just kind of stuck in the situation you're stuck in. Right now I am, yeah, that's one of the reasons I'm pissed because but to be fair, I have really I guess I thought I ex- I thought I had explored pretty damn well, but I guess I missed something. Oh yeah, there's a lot well, every single nook and cranny of that game has something in it. Like it's very, mm-hmm. very like very like little corners. You have to check like the little corners of everything. And I went back to find all of the health potions at the end, you know, just because I missed a bunch. And yeah, some of them are just in a little corner that you just can't see, like because of the isometric perspective. There'll be one that's just behind a thing that you know you were at, and you just didn't go up there because you. Didn't or even like it. weirder, it'll be like in a spot you're like, I never would have guessed that's how you access it because it has you go through all these weird tunnels and stuff that make no sense from that perspective. No, but I mean, a lot of it's in the is is in the manual though. It'll show you how to get there for some of those ridiculous ones, like the ones where you see it and you don't know how to get there. If you look in the manual, like the guy whoever had that manual kind of wrote on it with a pen how to get to the to the part. So if you look hard enough, it will tell you how to do it in there. Yeah, the manuals helped on a few things. Yeah, that part was annoying, but it. But I like that one because I like, like I said, I like slept on it. I had a dream about it, and then I like came back and I did it, and it actually worked the way I thought I was going to. And I think there was there was probably stuff after that. Well, that's that probably part of my problem. I haven't slept since I started playing it a few days ago. So since you started playing that, I, I need to have a dream. Yeah, oh, I got to it. Actually, no, I got to it pretty quickly after last week. I because I was on the preceding part, and that took a little while, but. I got through it, and then, yeah, now I'm cool. I got to stay here until I beat this part. Yep. that's. I mean, well, you can always, uh, well, I guess I guess you can't go everywhere because you're kind of stuck in that state that you're stuck in. Yep. So, you, so you can't go. I think go, it's like Iowa or something. I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, it's Wyoming. It's a terrible place. You're stuck in this awful uh, Bible belt or whatever the fuck where, uh, where, they, where they don't put any. It's Wyoming. I actually did experience that, like the full-on SLC punk thing where, uh, you know where they have the they have the beer that has no alcohol in it or has less alcohol in it because of like religious persecution and all that. Are you talking about oh Utah? No, I'm talking about Wyoming. 
Well, they went over to Wyoming. Oh, did they go to Wyoming? No, maybe it was. Yeah, anywhere. I was. I was on a job one time. It was. It was over there in that area. And in order to get like an actual beer that wasn't like regulated, you had to go to like a liquor store. And we did have to like travel. We had to travel a ways because if you try to buy one at like a gas station or something, it'll have a lower alcohol content. Wow. So it's bullshit. Yeah. So that that actually exists. Like we were staying at some hotel, and the and the people who worked at the hotel, we were like, "Well, where can you get a beer?" And they're like, "Well, if you want to get a if you want to get a real beer that's not like filtered or whatever, you have to go to an actual like liquor store." What about trying to buy it at like a a grocery store or whatever? It'll be like you can get beer, but the beers have less alcohol in them, and it's all shit beer anyway. I just imagine somebody having like a pint of vodka. And a can of beer, just dumping a little vodka in it. Be like, All right, that's that, that's the route of what I need. I mean, some places won't even like. I mean, some places won't even let you sell it like in the store. Like sell. I, I know there's weird stuff in uh, Indiana about that, where like certain places can't sell liquor. Like you can only sell like beer and whatever. So they probably have a similar thing like that. Then just across the border in Danville, Illinois, where I grew up, drive-through liquor stores mm. called things like My Brother's Liquor and stuff like that. Yeah, that's where your brother sells liquor. Yeah, I don't or know how you steal your brother's <laughs> liquor. I think is that's what I always thought it meant. It's how we got to that from uh from the state of the game, and you said Iowa and yeah Utah, Wyoming, whatever. It was around it was around that area, but yeah, we're good at tangents. Yes. Anyway, let's do what we do every show and talk about. Let's talk about what we got and what we've been playing for the week. <laughs> All that stuff. I mean, we were already talking about tunic. So, is there anything else you want to say about tunic? Uh, no, not really. I think it. I don't think that I'm stuck. I just feel okay taking a break now. I was very driven to try to beat it that one week. And then once I discovered from you that there was a lot more left, I just slowed my roll on it. I'm fine with that. It's a good game. I enjoy it. I mean, you still got like a good like 60 hours in there. (laughs) When you do things right, it's very, you know, very rewarding. Obviously, it's rewarding to beat some of the harder bosses. But when you're actually just kind of in the zone and you're dodging perfectly and your rhythm's right, it, Mm -hmm. it feels nice. It's like... We've said it once before, but at least once, it's got a, uh, a very Metroid Dread vibe to it. Sometimes. Oh yeah, reason. no, yeah, for sure. I definitely in the way that that you can dodge everything that's in there. So I like that. <clears throat> There's a way to get through and not get hit. You just have to learn it. You just got to learn the patterns and whatnot. Well, why don't you? You can continue on with your stuff then. I guess since we were on already talking about what you've been playing. Sure. Um, I did. Uh, well, no, I'll, I'll just talk about it when you talk about it. Dark Souls. I really have like gone in on this game. Um, I think I'm up to close to 20 hours that I put into it now, according to my uh, clock or whatever in the, the game. So, yeah, I mean, I've bumbled my way through a lot of the beginning part, died a lot. But luckily, I've gotten familiar enough with this form, the form of these games that uh, this being the very first one. Suddenly, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like second. playing the Mario. The second one. Okay, technically, it's the second one. Demon but I'm like Souls. playing. The... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm playing the Mario. Let's say I'm playing the Mario three. Sure. Souls games. Then. That being said, it's fun. It's 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 not stressful when yet yeah, you know. And I've talked about it with Elden Ring and, and and my my the way I've always played in these games is you're either grinding or you're exploring. Don't grind and then start exploring, or you're gonna fuck yourself. If you're grinding, go back to the save point, then explore or get up to where you can level up or buy items do whatever you can to use up your your stuff so you don't lose it then explore and as long as i stick to that i I don't get too frustrated with this game so um i finally like kind of put my nose to the grindstone and grinded you know i guess pun intended and now i know the 
areas really well because I've been in them a lot, <laughs> running back and forth through them. And uh, one way this game opens up, a lot of other games do actually, Tunic does as well, is that you open up a lot of little doors that lead you back to er- earlier areas. And then as a result, things just become a lot easier to traverse. Um, there's no quick travel in this game as far as I know. Uh, save it for, there's a few like special items, but I haven't used them. But you can't just like go to whatever spot you want to even with those as far as i know at least not yet but i'm having fun yeah it looks great some of the bad guys are just hilarious you know that style sticks in from the old games and you also never know when they're just gonna throw a fucking boss at you like sometimes you have a special door you go through but in this game they don't always have a special door you'll just walk through a regular door and there's a boss in there and he's chasing you and he kills you in one hit and then you'll also just sometimes there be an, an enemy that casts some sort of uh, buff on the other enemies, and then you're swarmed by it. same enemies you've killed a thousand times before easily. Now they're really strong, and they just take you down. So there's a lot of fun stuff to it. I like it. Um, I do want to say I've gotten to Blight Town. I haven't gotten very far into Blight Town, but I've been hearing about Blight Town does since it, I first does it, does heard it run anyone okay? talk about Dark Souls. Exactly. That's all that I've that heard is it, Blight Town sucks, or at least the PlayStation 3 version, I guess, didn't work very well. It got bogged down by all the, uh, uh, I guess, all the area effect stuff that was added, like as far as like fog and stuff. What The other thing that sucks about Blight Town, like they've kept it, I guess that also kept it hard to see, so you could follow your death really easily, because there's these little ladders you have to go down, and they're not always obvious where they are. I feel like this game's probably made it easier, and I haven't actually looked at any sort of literature to see if what things were maybe smoothed over a little bit for the, for this uh this remake that I'm playing or the remaster, whatever it is. But um, I do think that there's certain parts of this game that feel very cheap. But yeah, I've been hearing that the whole time this game's been out. So uh, knowing that and having this goal to beat a Souls get like game or blood Soulsborne, I can't remember what the fuck I said. I think I said Soulsborne. Um, yeah. It's not going to be the one I started playing first. Soulsborne going to probably have to be this one. Yeah, there's no way I'm finishing Elden this year. There's no way I'm finishing no. Bloodborne unless I happen to finish Dark Souls real fast and decide I want to go to Bloodborne. But it's probably going to have to be this one as as the game that is my resolution. So, you know, that's that's it. I mean, I got to get through Blight Town. I hear a lot of people quit there. I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit there. I want to keep going. So we're finding that luck. there's a lot of similarity between uh, uh, this one and Elden Ring or. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's Elden Ring benefiting you here. Oh, without a doubt. And this is more simplified than even that. So sure, there's certain things that are a little different. There's just certain like nuances in each game that are slightly different. For instance, in like Bloodborne, you can get some of your health back from the same enemy that stole it from you if you like kill them right away but you have because like blood is the currency of the game it's as though you're getting your blood back for them that they took from you you know so it kind of makes sense in that regard but i guess it could with souls and stuff too i don't know but this none of the other games do that so there are little things like that i think this game just the fact that it doesn't have i guess bloodborne doesn't have well no bloodborne has fast travel the fact this doesn't have fast travel is really i don't know kind of annoying but like i said i'm I've really got it down to where it's almost feels like a hub. I can get just about anywhere I want to go within a few minutes and it's not too much trouble, but I don't know how much more there is to go of the game. I haven't looked at a guide yet. I'm probably going to pretty soon just because I want to sort of have an idea how much 
is left. And I also want to kind of, <laughs> I hope I don't get overwhelmed with this one because I got to finish one of these this year. <laughs> According to, I mean, there's different times for it, but like how long to beat, which, you know, always take that. It was with, never with, right for me. With a grain of salt. Like I said, it how long to beat says 15 hours for a tunic yeah. and you got like 60 on there. Uh, <laughs> it never works for me either, but it says, uh, it says Dark Souls remastered 30 hours, which is weird because it says Dark Souls 1 is like 42 or 43 hours or whatever. That seems pretty short for, for these types of games. I don't know. I never. I always just kind of take it as like, okay, well, that's maybe how people get through it if they don't do the extra stuff. And I always like doing extra stuff and things. So. I don't like doing the stuff with the shields, which every single game really wants you to use the shields. And you don't have to. I don't want to. So I always have, uh, you know, play it Bioshock style or whatever, where I've got the uh, spell in one hand and the gun in the other, you know, or mm-hmm. the weapon in the other. I guess not a gun in this regard. The spell is pretty much the gun. And I like that. That works for me. That's the way I like to play. But because of that, I'm more likely to just get, you know, one shotted, like I said, if I'm not playing offensively so, or defensively, mostly just playing purely offensively. That's the way I like to play. Maybe I would have. Maybe I would have gotten farther by now if I really understood the shield part of things. I have a lot of shields. I just don't equip them. I'm sure it would. Isn't a lot of it like I thought? A lot of it was like blocking and attacking and stuff, though. Those yeah. games, like if you like, it's yeah, it's all about like blocking at the right time and parrying or whatever. I'd rather just dodge, come and attack, dodge. You know, that's the way I like to play. I like to play like in that sort of way. I don't really want to go in there and defend myself, then attack, then parry or whatever, and do all that. Richard Scarry, Scarry stuff or whatever. I just want to like win. I just want to go in there and win. I want to be strong enough to win. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little too impatient, but you know, certain games like Tunic have taught me you have to learn the systems to beat it. So eventually it gets me to where I do learn. You know, I wouldn't have gotten as far in Elden Ring if I didn't figure out some of that stuff. I just, it's not exactly the same in this game. I'll, I'll figure it out eventually. Can't just go in gun blazing or weapon waving or whatever. I like that so much though. That's the way I like to play. <laughs> but you can't really, not with and especially with bosses. Like each boss has its own strategy. Like there was this boss I fought that's called like the Moonlight Butterfly or something. I got to it and it just like obliterated me. I'm like, okay, I'm not supposed to be here yet. I ended up getting there again on accident later and I'm like, okay, well I'm at least gonna try to uh, dodge the attack. I kind of sort of figure out how to dodge the attack. Still killed me pretty quick, but I managed to get like a couple hits in, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm actually hitting it for pretty decent damage. So I actually probably am supposed to be here. So then I just focused on that boss for like the next day or so, eventually beat it. And, uh, and that's kind of the way I've been playing this game. You just have to yell at the boss and be like, hey, I'm not even, I'm not even supposed to be here today. I said that. Yeah. I've, I've literally said that. Also, I've yelled at the boss and, um, and it was really funny because Sean will look at one of the cats and be like, he's not talking about you. Mm-hmm. He's telling he's telling the boss it's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just watched Clerks Three like a couple days ago. So gotcha. it's got it's pretty mm. it's there in my mind, of course. Which you can get on Amazon Prime now for fifteen dollars if you if you want to watch it. Which I did. But I, I did I, yeah. Pretty much other than, you know, you talked about it a little bit at the beginning, so whenever you get to it we could talk about it. But um otherwise, like I'm just kind of broke right now, so Really just I don't I'm not trying to get anyone to feel bad for me. Like I can't afford to buy new games necessarily, but I have literally hundreds of games. You got to games play, to so. play. Yeah. I have a lot of games. I'm not I'm not a sure. I'm not wanting for games. I just like shiny things and I keep getting distracted by each new shiny thing. But yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I will probably buy, you know, some 
release this month. But in the meantime, I'm going to be trying to focus on getting some games beaten by the end of the year. Because time is ticking for that. It's really oh, going yeah. by quick. Yeah, we're almost, uh, we're like uh, we're a little over two months away from the end of the year. So A little over. It's coming. A little a, over a little two months. A little over month. a month. No, I mean from the end of the year, a little, a little over two months. Oh wait, you're right. Yeah, November and mm-hmm. December each. Four I was months. saying there's only a couple weeks yeah. left in in October, and that's what I said. A little over two months away from the end of the end of the year, which is it's like it seems like everything's going fast now. I guess, but we could talk about a game that you didn't have to pay for, which we both nope. played, and that game is Pilot Wing sixty four. Yes. Which it it was it did come out for a second before we recorded last week, but I barely really got to touch it, but. I beat that shit. I beat that game in like one I day. I you would. <laughs> I beat it in like <laughs> one day. So I got through it. I love that game. It's great. And it looks so good with the 60 it frames per really second good. now. Like especially the, for some reason, the hang glider levels look really, really good. Maybe because it's slow and like so smooth. But yeah, it looks great. I love that game. Like Pilot Wings is such, it was, I had, uh, and you know, many, many people say this. I'm not the first one, but. You know, it had to live under the shadow of Mario 64 because it came out on the same day. These were the first two games. Even though it was soaring so high above. Yeah, on the uh, they came out on the same day. The launch day of Nintendo 64 was Pilot Wings and Mario. And of course, most, people got, most people got Mario. <laughs> it was, yeah. But then there was, you know, within a couple weeks, there was more stuff. But, it, it, you know, I never really thought that much about Pilot Wings. I remember getting the cassette from Nintendo Power that has like that had like all the promo stuff for Nintendo 64 on there. And they were like, you know, they're basically like promoting like Mario 64, Pilot Wings, and Shadows of the Empire too. Weirdly enough, and I remember seeing it on there, and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. I never played the other Pilot Wings, so I don't really care. And you, and I, you know, I ended up buying it because it was the only game I could find at the time. But it's great. I mean, it's yeah, I love playing it. The greatest thing about it being on the Nintendo Switch Online is that the ga- the cannonball levels are so much more bearable now that you can do save state. Like that really helps a lot because. The cannonball, the cannonball level is the secret thing that you get, and you basically fire yourself into a into a target out of a cannonball. Pretty easily explained, right? But when you get to, when you get farther into the harder levels, you won't see the target at all. Like you won't even be able to see it while you're aiming. It'll either be like way below where you're at, or it'll be past a mountain that's in front of you, and you have to kind of shoot over the mountain to get to it. So the whole idea of it is like you know basically fucking around and trying different things until you get it to work but you only get like three try tries every time before it moves to the next thing so now that you can save state it's so much easier because you can do like you can basically fuck with it until you get a bullseye and then save and then go to the next thing and then fuck with that until you get a bullseye and then save and go to the next thing so you can get 100% on everything which i did almost except for the final cannonball level was just driving me so crazy because i could not get bullseye i kept getting 24s but even that was hard to do because yeah that's the one we have to shoot over the fucking mountain and it's on the other side and you don't see it and there's like wind and there's other shit and i was even like so frustrated that i tried to look up like specific coordinates online but they were all wrong none of them worked so i like eventually i was just like and i got 24 once and I'm like, no, I want 25. And I kept playing. And I probably played for like another like two hours on this same fucking cannonball level, like just one target. And then I finally got 24 again. And I'm like, I got I got to just stop here. I just have to stop this and just not. Otherwise, I'm going to try for the next like three hours for this fucking perfect score. So I got a 99 on that final one instead of 100. But whatever. But yeah. Trey, you don't have to be perfect. You're good enough for us. <laughs> but I did get two perfect scores before that. Just because it's it's pretty easy to use it with that. Aside from that, I haven't really used the save state because you don't really have to. Like it's it's weird 
I don't know. It would be weird for me to like. I guess you could like play through like where you go through all the rings and then like save state and then try to land. And if you don't land right, you could like restart back and then try to land again. But I'm pretty good at landing. Like I've done pretty good for the most part. Like I've actually I'm a lot better at landing the gyro wing thing than I thought I was the gyrocopter. So, but I yeah I got through the whole game. I got silvers on everything to where I unlocked all of the secret stuff. I got the credits. All you have to do is get medals on everything to get the credits. It's not that hard. If you know what you're doing, you can actually play through the game in a couple hours, which I did. You know, I played through it in maybe like five or six hours, and that's not including the cannonball shit and all that. I don't so, know why, but for some... Well, I do know why, but I just thought of uh, when I was at Dollywood, one of the roller coasters we were on was... It's called like the Barnburner. Actually, it's not a roller coaster. It's like a spinny ride where you're like... In a bit, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like, but like a carnival like, ride or something. Yeah, it's like a giant carnival ride, but it's set around like barns, and it looks like it's supposed to kind of emulate like you're you're going around in a, in a uh, fighter pilot uh, plane or something. Hmm. But there's all these different like corny signs all over the place, and one of them is like uh, flight lessons free, and it's like landing lessons one hundred dollars. That's what I just thought of when you were like, "I'm good at landing." I was like, "Oh yeah, give lessons in it." Yeah, that's the those are the expensive lessons. That's yeah, that's the joke, right? Because it's easy to fly, but it's harder to land. Mm-hmm. Sure, and that's how it is in pilot wings. Also, <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. How do you how do you feel about landing in the game, Jeremy? What do what do you think? I'm getting so better far? at it. Uh, I'm actually pretty good at it with the hang glider and the um the hang glider and the rocket belt, but that stupid gyrocopter, like oh just, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of the physics of whatever that thing is. Like once you got it up and moving, it's fun to fly. But yeah. The whole landing shit of it, and even the taking off is annoying. Like, I know you're never not going to take off properly, but still, it's just, what? It's a helicopter. Why do I have to, like, why do I have to get a, uh, yeah, a, a flying or a it rolling takes, start? Yeah, it, it takes a minute. It takes a minute for you to get off the flight thing. I mean, mostly what I do is I just kind of go right in there and just, like, break it, like, almost completely, mm-hmm. and then just pull up until I land in the middle. And most of the time, it works. As long as you don't like, it, you know, if it hits too hard, it'll make that little squeak noise, and you'll get you'll lose points on that. But I don't know the the game. Like I, I felt like the game was really rewarding, where like you just kind of fucking around, and all of a sudden you get a ninety something, and you're like, whoa, you know. And yeah. then you don't have to do that well in the other, in the other stuff, in the other uh, tests, like to still get a silver and to still lock, lock unlock all the stuff. So no, I need to start using cool. save states. I don't know why I haven't. Um, I'm at the third set of challenges, so you know not super far into it but I, yeah i didn't play it a lot this week but the ones i've had the most trouble with were definitely the gyrocopter ones and uh oh wait no i guess i'm only on the second set of challenges never mind so have you seen mecha hawk yet <laughs> from what no. i was saying that never was... mind i'm not on the third set i'm on i'm only on the second set of challenges oh that was one of my favorite things that was one of my favorite su- surprises from randomly getting pilot wings is like they have all you know they have all your regular like pilot wings levels where you got to fly through rings or like take pictures of whatever shoot like targets or whatnot and then I think it's like on the third set of levels in little states there's there's a place called Little States it's basically America but smaller mm-hmm. and I went to New York and the Twin Towers are still there so they did not take them out of the game they still exist in Pilot Wings world so wow so there you go I flew there from like California or whatever. It's not very it, it little states. It's small, so it's pretty easy to fly from one thing to another. I flew. I flew past Chicago. I flew over to New York. I just wanted to know if they were still there because I knew they were there in the previous one, and I was curious if oh, they if they'd taken them out or not. I not about it. Yeah, so I went over there, and they're still there. Also, I haven't unlocked that level yet. But uh, and and yeah, I think in the third one, you get you basically fight this giant. Like Hawk is one of the characters, but you get to fight this giant metal mecha hawk 
that throws boulders at you. And that just kind of like delighted me when I found it. Cause I was a big Star Fox fan and this was kind of like the smallest little glimmer of Star Fox I had at the very beginning of the Nintendo 64. And I was like, Oh, Hey, we got a little fighting level in here where we get to fight Mechahawk. And I just thought it was really cool. And you get to fight him a second time and he's in water and that shit sucks. Cause it's hard to shoot him cause he swims a lot. And when he's swimming, you can't really hit him with the missiles. So it's kind of annoying. But yeah, no, it's fun. It's super fun. Yeah, he's just like, he's just running around the fields in America throwing boulders at you. And you got to shoot him like six times. And then he, and then he, and then he uh, you know, flies up and spins around and falls over. And then you have to land. It's all like, all timing based and all that. But it's nice to have a little fighting game in there. Where you, get to, you get to take down Mecha Hawk. And yeah, he's just a big metal version of the Hawk character. So, so there you go. He's a, it was a, it was a really cool surprise to see. No, I haven't seen it yet. I do look forward to getting that far in the game because I haven't ever tried to get that far in this game. And I, I still can't. I thought I owned it on 64, but I guess I don't. For some oh. reason, I thought I had the cartridge of it. Yeah, I was going to I wanted to check my original cartridge and see like if I had gotten far than I ever originally did, because I remember there, there's three. Well, there's there's four different secret things that you can unlock. There's the cannonball. There's the Birdman stuff. Uh, there's skydiving, and then there's the jumping one. There's one where you have these little like spring boots. Yeah, I hate that one so much. Like it's really hard to control. Like I do not like it because it kind of just like jumps on its own, and you like the amount of time that you hold the A button can like gauge how high the jump is, and you have to kind of press a direction, but it's always jumping on its own. And I just, I just, not, I'm not good at it. And I'll like run into the wall, and you like hit the wall and fly back, and then you land again. And if you land in the water, you get like two points. It's like two or five points deducted from your final score. So, but you beat all these just to say you beat it, right? I didn't beat the jumping ones because they drive me oh, crazy. Okay. But I beat I, I I beat all the stuff that would that would unlock all of the bonus things. But I did not get medals on all of the jumping levels because I don't like them. <laughs> also, uh, I don't I, I don't remember ever getting skydiving unlocked, which is like I was like, well, if I got the jumping one, I must have got the skydiving one. Or maybe I just saw the jumping one and just never got to it. I don't remember if I actually got to it or not in my original copy. But the skydiving one is weird. You know, you just, uh, it's, it's. Uh, I think like Wii Sports Resort had a similar thing in there. But you just move your body around, your character's body around. And like, you know, you have to get in formation with people for a certain amount of time. And you want to try to do that as many times as you can. And then once you go through the cloud cover and you can see the ground, then you have to land. And landing and skydiving is weird. I don't like it. It's I can't really figure it out. And I've tried so hard where I like go away and then like put up the shoot and then try to come in. But then by the time I get there, I like overshoot it a little bit and then I try to turn around. I can't come around quick enough. And yeah, it just doesn't like me. And I, and I did, you know, I did it enough. Like I, I beat like the first three or whatever, but it's still like I didn't get golds, you know, because you have to get golds on all of the secret stuff to get all of the Birdman levels. Because I really wanted to get the Birdman Little America thing or Little States, I guess is what it's called. So I could go fly by the Twin Towers, but because I couldn't do that, I just had to do it with the, with the gyrocopter, and I just flew over there and went there. But yeah, I mean, Pilot Wings is awesome. I love it. I love playing it with the 64 controller with the with the wireless 64 controller. It feels perfect, just like it just like it did originally. It's it's a badass game. I'm glad they did. They upgraded the the frame rate and all that. It just looks it looks so pretty. It looks really good. Uh, I want to say, you know, one thing worth noting is that. With like just nostalgia, whatever you want to call it in gaming nowadays and the different styles that are used in indie games, especially, but even in major releases anymore, it does not look dated. It looks like just this is the style they chose to be, you know, because you've got that really nice frame rate. You've got the good game design that's still in there. Um, It feels just like a really good 
it could be a modern indie game or shit. Nintendo could make a sequel to Pilot Wing 64 with the same engine and it'd probably be fun. Yeah, it was a, I mean, I've been, you know, people have been talking about it on podcasts that I listen to and stuff like that. And uh, I, the, I think it was Pear was saying like that, that they they originally hired like somebody who made like who made like flight simulators at the time in the nineties. So like the people who made Pilot Wing sixty four were actual PC like flight simulator developers that they brought in to make this game. So it was like they actually put a lot together to make this really cool experience. And I think it's I think it was done really well. And yeah, it's a, I mean maybe if you're not into the low poly thing, but I. I mean, probably it's a nostalgia thing for me, I guess. But, I love it. But I love, I love, I love the, low uh, poly. I love low poly, smooth frame rate. It's like my jam. I could do that all day. Like <laughs> like, like almost no details, low poly, low poly, but runs incredibly smoothly. Mm-hmm. Love that shit. It's, it's, yeah. it's so much fun. I agree. Yeah. Rather than like totally remaking games from the ground up, I would prefer that they just do like this and make the low poly games look as pretty as possible as they are. And just make it run really well. Like that's what's more mm-hmm. important is to give me the game, give me the original game, but just, yeah, do the quality of life stuff, like fix the controls, make, make the frame rate solid, you know, make it, make it like higher, higher resolution or whatever. And that's what I want from like re-release games. Just like make it look real nice, make it play really good, but you know, no. still be the same game. Like you don't make not, it play like I remember it. Not like it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I still haven't tried this game yet. Well, uh, I've tried it, you know, long ago, but uh, for the NSO, I've not tried it yet because my I'm living in two apartments at the, at the moment, and my N64 controller is in the other apartment. It's like, did you lose right your now. N64 controller in the move? <laughs> no, it's all the stuff is over there. And I'm actually my final move out today. Um, I'm moving out tomorrow completely. Okay, so this won't be a problem after tomorrow, but I'll look forward to giving it a try. I love, yeah. It's it, this was like the main thing for. Because I I love the this portable the you know I love the wireless sixty four controller, regardless. But this was the one for me. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna love playing this with the original controller. You know, just just like I did for so many hours. And and the and the good thing you know for me is like it's not that Pilot Wings is a short game. It's just like a lot of these levels I played so many times that I kind of already know how to do it. So it was pretty easy for me to like just kind of blow right through it because I played the shit out of it in high school. You know, there were still some pretty hard ones like the. When you get later, there's those, uh, there's those like, um, the, the, uh, whatever, the backpack, uh, mm-hmm. the backpack levels. There's ones where you have to push a ball into like a goal. Those are kind of, those are kind of annoyingly hard. Wow. Yeah. We have, we have to like, you'll start and there'll be a bouncing ball and you basically have to run into it until you get in, into this like, whatever, octagon like goal thing. And that's how you beat it. And that's all you have to do. You don't have to land or anything. You just have to get it there in a certain amount of time. And, it, and that last one that I was doing was really, was really trying my patience, but I still, I, I was like, I got to get through it. I got to get the extra stuff. So I just, just kept doing it until I got it, you know, but thankfully, like I said, if you're just trying to get all, and all you have to do is get silvers to get everything. If you're just trying to do that, you don't necessarily have to get like 90 points on everything. You can get like 90 on two and maybe 50 on one and you'll still make it through. Cause it's a, cause it's like, a, a, it's all of them added together and all that. But no, I heavily recommend it. I think it's, I think it's held up pretty well. Like I, like I said, I played a lot of it in high school, but I still think it's fun, you know, and I, and I hope people play it because there's only like three Pilot Wings games in the world, and I really wish there were more. You know, even the in the 3DS one was kind of a letdown because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as cool as the 64 when it didn't have as many levels and as many places or as many. It, it seemed like more of a demo than a game, which is kind of a 
is what I felt like when I got it. And I really wanted to get it. And I got it. And I'm like, well, this, you know, this is just Woohoo Island. Like the 64 mm-hmm. one had like five places you could go to. Like this is just one place, you know, like, I don't know. It is fun to play this on the big old TV with the, you know, the nice frame rate and the low poly. Everything about it is just like this. Yeah. It's like how you remember it. Your your kid brain filled in those blanks for you. You thought it was giant and huge at the time, even if it was on a small TV. But now we require a little bit more stimulus to be impressed because our brains are old and bored. I mean, it's kind of hard to like see a game like this made again because it's very much like a one note game. It's like basically this is what you do. But like that's what I I kind of miss games like that where like somebody should just you know make a game that's just like I know they do have like flight simulator games where like you can go you can see like how the world looks or whatever but i kind of miss like stuff more simple like like this like pilot wings maybe this is like, an opportunity for nintendo to make another 30 dollar game along the lines of game builder garage or whatever put on new pilot wings you know it is what it is kind of on the short side but make it really good and sell it for 30 bucks yeah, I was say don't let people build their own levels. I don't think Nintendo would let that happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a Pilot Wings type game on build on Game Builder Garage. Like, I'm sure there's, there's also I do recall at least one. There had to have been multiple um, indie games on the eShop over the years that have been that have looked like they might be pi- like Pilot Wings, but mm-hmm. nothing's ever risen to the top, so to speak, in in online discourse that I've wanted to play it. Yeah, I was going to say, what one of, one of the big drawbacks I do think about this game, though, which is just kind of like at the time, there's only like maybe like five songs in the whole game. So they can be kind of annoying. Like there's like they're all sexy, right? No, I mean, I mean, the yeah. only the only sexy one, I think, is the uh, is the Birdman one, mm-hmm. I thought. But I mean, I like the I mean, I like the gyrocopter one. It's probably my favorite one. But there's a but yeah, there's like each each thing has its own song. So like every level you play as the gyrocaptor or like the or the jetpack or whatever they always have the same song so you get it gets kind of tiresome after a while even though i do really like the peaceful uh hang glider one has a nice like and and it was a i think it was a tomodachi what was it um what was the phone one that was there and mitomo yeah the yeah. The, the one of the main songs in mitomo actually sounds very much like the the hang glider song from Pilot Wings. Way way back when, when we did an episode about Mitomo, I put that Pilot Wings song in there because that because the song in there sounds to me sounds exactly the same. It's like the same note pattern. I don't know if they were doing that on purpose or what, but yeah. And the uh, the cannonball level is like irritating just because it's like because one of those songs that like starts off really really slow. And then it gets faster and faster and faster when you when you shoot it. So mm. that song can drive you insane too if you're if you're listening to it and not a podcast like I was. Like I ended up, you know, I I played a few of the levels, but eventually I'm like, all right, I don't really need to hear this music all the time. So I just listen to something else. Or and I listened to this podcast. I was listening to this podcast while I was playing it. I mean, editing this and playing Pilot Wings at the same time. So I probably beat seventy percent of Pilot Wings while editing Nintendo Main. So there you go. <laughs> it was it was a uh, pretty easy for me to play and. You, you know, heard it you here first. Nintendo Main helps you beat games. Yeah, <laughs> you can kind of see it in the you know how the editing structure of the episode, how it kind of emulates Pilot Wings. Oh, I just did a barrel roll. Can't even do barrel rolls in this game. Oh shit! But wrong game. Yeah, they didn't even. But exist you do go yet. through rings. I was playing it. You and Sean was asking rings, me yes. like, "Why are some of the rings red? Does that mean they're bad?" And I was like, the "That's actually ones? a really good question." Yeah. Well, I was I, like, "I think they might be different point values." I actually don't know why some rings are different colors. Well, because I know, well, there's the, I don't know if you noticed. There's, I'm thinking there's, of, uh, the, it's, it's specifically the one where you uh, do like the dive 
in the I think in the hang glider. Oh yeah, I think go back up. I think some of them like there's there are ones that are regular rings, but there's also bonus rings that are in there that aren't okay. necessarily required or whatever. You get always try to get all of them, but later in the game there's timed rings, which are basically have little clocks in the middle of them. So like the the like the minute hand will go around, and once it goes around once, it'll disappear. So. You have to get to the ring before, like, within, like, 20 seconds or something. So you'll hit one timed ring, and it'll make another one appear, and you have to get to that one. And if you get through that one, it'll make another one appear, and you got to get through that one, and, and so on and so forth. So it kind of, like, has a specific way you have to go if you want to try to get all the timed rings, which is, which is pretty cool, I thought. So, so yeah. What a game. Pilot Wings. Play it. It's great. It does hold up. And yeah. uh, hard to believe this was, the you know, a system launcher for the... In 64 and many we any reasons and many reasons and many reasons um though you might say it was overshadowed by mario 64 it still had that playful nature of approaching this new 3d thing like on consoles like in a fun and novel way and i think this does it justice as a port i was watching i watched like a review of it i think nintendo life did a review of uh of pilot wing 64 and they just showed like they showed like a little snippet of what flight simulators looked like at that time. And pilot wing 64 looks way better than those did mm-hmm. even like they look like shit pretty much, even as the 64 without like the added, you know, with the, with, without the 60 frames and all that look. Well, be- to be fair, better, like most people time. playing flight sims at the time weren't your standard gamers. Sure. I mean, a lot of people that play flight sims, as far as I've heard, like back in the day are people that were actually like trying to be pilots. That's I, I why mean, I played flights. My, uh, I mean, my like, uh, my brother-in-law, um, is really into it. Like, he loves flight sims, but he's he's an, he's like a major nerd. He's into like trains. There's and people shit that like are that. in the train sims too. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I get he's it. into like trains over, and over flight simulators and whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember we had a flight sim at my middle school, and it must have been Microsoft Flight Simulator, right? But the but the different thing was that we actually had like the. I don't know if you call it a steering wheel, whatever you call it, the thing that controls the plane up and down. It doesn't look like a wheel, but you turn it yaw, that. or not a yaw. There's a name for it. Flight stick. I mean, that's yeah, but it, it wasn't yeah. like a, it wasn't like a joystick or anything. It, you know, you can picture what I'm what I'm talking about. But it's uh, got yeah, rotation pull, like, and it's also got yeah, you can rotate it, you can tilt it, and all that. Yeah. And uh, we had that system at my middle school for some reason. I don't know why they wanted to like train us to be pilots or something, mm-hmm. but. We had one of those, and, and so I remember messing around with that. And uh, but think, look, comparing that to uh, what I've seen of, of Pilot Wings, yeah, what a difference! Because that game, for all its realism, whatever, wasn't very fun to me. It was never very fun to me. But Pilot Wings sounds like it's a great time. And I remember when I rented it that one time, I had a good time with it. If you want to hear, you want to hear something kind of grim from flight sims and something that just always stands out to me and this was just a few years ago i guess well maybe a little longer at this point but i can't remember which exactly that plane was now but the one that just they still haven't found they found pieces of it eventually but they actually like the the person the pilot they like went to his house he had a really nice decked out flight sim set up which you know whatever he's a pilot like that actually makes sense there's nothing too weird about that Mm -hmm. but he actually had that route mapped into it the route of the normal route of what he would have taken for the the malaysia plane yeah yep and they didn't i don't know what all they gleaned from it but it it definitely gave you the impression he like was obsessing over the flight path in some way for some reason i don't know 
Mm. Or maybe not. Maybe he just did that with all the flights he worked on and just had a, you know, maybe he wasn't obsessing. Maybe that he was just a good pilot and wanted to practice. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he just did that before he flew anywhere. I don't know. To try to take the edge off or something. Or maybe like this job so much that he wanted to play it at home too. But as a little grim piece of evidence. If nothing else, it seems coincidentally grim. I think I think the flight controller that you're thinking of, John, is called the yoke. Does that sound yoke. right to you? I said uh, yoke. Right. It's called the yoke. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I saw I saw a bunch of them. I just looked up, and there's a whole bunch of yoke uh, flight sim controllers. They have like pitch and yaw, dating back however long. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're the ones that have the that have like the handle thing. It's kind of like yeah. half of a steering wheel. I just remember. I always remember that because I got really into playing it one time and i almost broke it and the teacher yelled at me because he's like that's five thousand dollars you broke the yoke yep that's a cooking no-no <laughs> don't break yeah, i was the tilting yolk. it up and down and I accidentally like lifted the whole machine and it almost slid off the desk but i caught it i've heard, I've heard so many urban legends of you know cooking stories of like this famous chef will have someone come into his restaurant and the first test he has for him is cook a perfect egg but in the style, I say, and I don't know. I mean, that's a good way to do it because there's so many different ways to cook an egg. But I don't know why I thought about that. Breaking the yolk. It's like the teacher yelling at you. I mean, we had touchscreen Apple IIe's. Those had to have been expensive. Whoa. I mean, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, John's like a controller with the with the busted like uh, analog stick and all that. And I'm like, <laughs> I, know, I know you play pretty hard, so. The yep, yoke, yoke probably wasn't ready for it at the time. Yeah, I busted my analog stick, and my middle school science teacher busted it, and like that's five thousand dollars. Like no, <laughs> that's going on your permanent record. Yeah. All right. He was an '80s teacher. We can. Uh, yeah. Does anybody actually ever think about their uh, permanent record ever? No. Um, yeah, we can move on from that. I guess we we both have Mario Kart stories here. We could both talk about them. I went to a. I went to a like. A Kevin, uh, a Kevin Fair event thing last night. Jess and I oh, did the stuff of legends. We haven't uh, gone was it uh, at the Emporium. No, this is completely different. Actually, this was not a Switch meetup. This was a uh, this was a Mario Kart Eight uh, champ, like a Mario Kart Eight whatever championship a thing. Tournament. You like buy a yeah, you buy a ticket and uh, you can win prizes and stuff. Cool. So, so I bought two tickets. Uh, it was like ten bucks to 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 like to enter, but you also get a free drink with it. So and their drinks were That's like. Cool six or seven dollars so you're was that ten dollars sure. in or two tournaments or one for each of you uh basically i got so it was it was actually it was fifteen dollars for one but it was 20 for two okay so i bought two for 20 but we still got two drinks with that so that's like i think the drinks were like seven bucks or something like that so we got two free beers with it okay and yeah and then we played and it was like a you know like elimination uh, mario kart thing and you know we both we both played uh uh just just uh got Got it was basically the top two of each. Like you'll play like four races, mm-hmm. and that Kevin cho- chooses, you know, and uh, whoever's in the top two get to stay, and whoever's in the in the top and the bottom two get knocked out. So uh, just just got knocked out in the first round by one point. It was one point other. Damn. But they were also playing against the guy who won the tournament. So don't feel that bad about it. No, uh, just to was, lose just, by only one point to just, the person who won the whole tournament. You just lost to good. the guy. That's pretty much second place. Just, just said like uh, the guy is is the best in the city, or he said he was the best in Chicago. And then so well, he said it, and then he beat everyone. So and then he won the tournament. Yeah, kind of believe. So, <laughs> so, uh, but he also beat me too. Like I made it. I made it through the first round. I lost. I got second place the first two races, and then I got first place the second two races. So I tied with the other guy for first. 
And uh, he was all like, you know, I, I, I accused him of trying to shark me, like jokingly, because he's all like, he's like, I don't play Mario Kart. I play, I just play Smash Brothers. And then he was like, in the first race, he like had a huge lead on every on everybody. I'm like, dude, you're just, you're just, you're just giving me shit here. Like, you only play Smash Brothers, and you're like destroying us. And, and yeah, that's not how you shark in the very first race to yeah. get ahead of everybody. Yeah, and yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but but no, he yeah he got me the first two ones, but then I beat him the second two ones. And I'm like feeling pretty good. I'm like, all right, I made it through the se- the first round. I can make it to the second round. And then the second round, I played against the guy that Jess had played against, and he fucking destroyed me. So like that second round was, I didn't even have a chance. I was so behind, like him and this other guy who they all went to the final round. Yeah, I just got my ass kicked. Like I was just like, why am I even? Pi- why am I even here? Like why am I even? You should have been this? like, I've only owned this game for a few months. Yeah. I was just like, it was just, I couldn't even say anything. I'm just like, I did make a joke, like, because I had lost every one. And on the fourth mm-hmm. race, that the fourth race, I had like three. You're like, oh, I should just go. I had like, okay. I had like three points and they had like 15 points. And I leaned over and I'm like, I think I could still win this. <laughs> and then I did say that. And the guy was like Aww. trying to think it in his mind. And I'm like, I'm like, that's a joke, by the way. And I know I can't, I know I can't win this. But even if I did, even if I got first place, there's no way I could come back. That's, that was what the joke was. It's like, because I only have three points, you know, whatever. But it was fun. It was fun to see people uh, play Mario Kart. There was this. There was this one lady, uh, Amy, that was pretty good. She made it like the semifinals. We were kind of pushing for her, but she didn't make it. Uh, she ended up losing by one point two at, at the end there. But they got pretty intense. We didn't stay. Uh, we left like right before the last couple of races. But I texted Kevin just to ask him who won, and it was the guy who beat both Jess and I. So we don't have to feel as bad, I guess, by getting destroyed at it. But it, it was just fun to to go to a Nintendo event or whatever. And it, it was at a brewery in Chicago. It was at the, it was a dry hop, which is over in Logan's or not in Logan. I'm in Logan. It was over in uh like Wrigleyville area, like more, like more around the North side over there. And did so, Kevin have all like Kevin brought his own equipment as far as like a bunch of TVs and stuff. Yeah. He brought everything. Like, I guess uh, I talked mm. to the guy who put it together. Cause he was like, he's, he's like the, whatever the event event planner for dry hop mm-hmm. or like in that, in that, uh, you know, group of bars, Chicago bars or whatever. And he asked me about the podcast too, because it was on, because it's my email, obviously he's a Nintendo main mm-hmm. podcast. So I was like, Oh yeah. And you know, if you want to talk about the, about stuff that you're doing in Chicago, you know, feel free to be on and all that. And, uh, and we talked about the podcast, we talked about events and all that. And he's like, yeah, I really wanted to start doing a video game competition stuff at the bar here. And he's like, I had a friend that I asked who had done, who did a lot of fighting game stuff. If he wanted to do it. And he actually told me to call Kevin and then he, you know, and then he talked to Kevin, and oh, yeah, of course. And they don't have any TVs in this bar, which I always think it's cool, bars that don't have TVs, you know. So, you know, Kevin brought in, like, six TVs or something like that. Actually, I think there was four. You know, there was four, because we had two stations for the for the Mario Kart competition stuff, and there were two stations that had the Super Nintendo one and the 64 one as well. So you could do a little retro stuff on the side if you wanted to. And, yeah, that's and that's what we did. And I brought I brought my uh, 8-bit dough with me, of course, you know, to... Because I wanted to use that controller, and I was like, da da da, and I brought my, you know, I brought my switch with me, and whatever. But yeah, it was fun. We had we had some drinks and watched that, and yeah, we actually that went out. Fun. We actually went out and did something. And it, I guess the 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 like the the big prize was a hundred dollar gift card to Dry Hop, and you also there were plushies. There was like a Mario plushie and a Toad plushie and a and like a Koop, cool. and like a Koopa little Koopa Troopa plushie as well that you could get for like the first three spots and all that. So. Well, I hope for Kevin's sake that it went well and that he gets some repeat business out of it. Yeah, no, I mean the, the guy was—he was, he runs a good, he runs a mean Mario Kart tournament. I saw him do it at a. 
the guy yeah, was very in that time. Yeah, the guy was very impressed. Was very impressed with Kevin, and I was like, "Yeah, Kevin's great." And yeah, he's like, "Yeah, he's like, we don't have any TVs." Kevin brought all the TVs and all the systems and all that, and I'm like, "Yeah, he's got a ton of stuff. Like he'll, you know, yeah, he'll, he tre- he'll treat he'll treat you right. He'll get get you whatever you need for that." And for that final that like final final round, Kevin was like doing like commentary the whole time. So that was interesting, you know, like on the like over the yeah PA system through the mic and be like, "Oh, Link went over here and he and he just passed this guy. And now he's in third. And That's like he was fun. like commentating yeah. through the whole through the whole thing. So. You don't always. I'm see always impressed it. with people who can do you that. See that. Yeah. Just to think of what to say all the time. Talk all the time like that. Oh, I it's hard. Yeah. No, imagine. it's a. Uh, I definitely feel for a uh, feel for those like wrestling announcers or whatever. I mean, I feel like a lot of those the people that end up being great at it are the ones who have a history of being in the game itself or whatever. You know, that's why a lot of professional athletes end up becoming commentators and sure, yeah. They get the they get the ins and outs of the game and you know how to fill the space that and field. all that. Yeah. Well, that's like, isn't that like where the term like behind baseball came from? It's like, uh, it's like whenever oh, uh, inside baseball, inside, inside baseball. baseball yeah. Well, it's basically like if you ever watched baseball on TV and you're waiting for like a rain delay or something like that, a lot of times the commentators will give you all this like backstory stuff behind yeah. baseball while they're waiting for the game to start. And sometimes they actually tell say some really cool shit on there if you're into that. Now it's mostly stats. They'll be like, this is the first time. It- on a Thursday that someone named John has hit a home run while the sun was at approximately this angle in the sky. I don't know. I'm being ridiculous, but there are so many like specific stats in baseball. It's hilarious. I mean, I don't know if you ever listen to sports on the radio, but that's pretty hilarious. Like Jess and I would, when we were doing deliveries, we would listen to like bears games on the radio. And that's fucking funny. If you want to hear like commentary, listen to sports on the radio because it's like, cause it's the radio. That's how I listen to the Cubs oh, in the world yeah. series. It's on the radio. It's like the well, I mean, I guess maybe just for football, just because football is such a fast-paced game. But it's like they don't really have time to do commercials, so they kind of do commercials like in the middle of it. So they're like, and there he runs that way, and the way, reason he run that way is because he used First National Bank as his first bank, you know. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like saying it into the. It's it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And like he's running to the ATM because he knows they allow him to take out five dollar bills now. Yeah, that's what uh, Kevin was reminding me of that because he kept saying uh, he kept saying Allstate stuff in his commentary he was like yeah he did that like all state and i'm like what are you doing kevin are you, are you secretly are you secretly uh was he sponsored, sponsored by all state or, or something i think he was like just trying to make all state jokes high level, high level athletes oh okay. yeah i think he was just trying to like reference an all state commercial or something like that in his commentary but yeah a completely non-video game but try listening to sports on the radio it's pretty hilarious and like what was it uh they would they would say uh whenever somebody was like running with the ball they'd be like he's bringing the mustard like that became a that became a, a line for Jess and I like uh we would say bring in the mustard because we thought it was hilarious like it doesn't make any sense but it's, I mean there's uh, a great viral video <laughs> one of the earliest YouTube videos I remember of sports stuff that I actually thought was funny it was the guy talk about boom goes the dynamite yep yep yeah the guy was was really bad at it except for he had that one line boom goes the dynamite. So yeah, they just keep showing to the different clips where he's like, "Boom goes the dynamite," but it mm-hmm. wasn't all. It definitely wasn't always appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's a little little side little sidetracked on there, I guess. But what were you gonna say about Mario Kart? I just took it, just took just uh, took hold of the show there to talk about the. I didn't have much to say about tournament. it. I mean, I I played some with Shauna. It's so it's funny because going back to me, like, don't feel bad for me. I can't buy new games. Like, I have so many games that. Shauna literally forgot we had played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe before. She thought, she saw it and she thought, oh, that must be a port because it's called Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which it is. It is a port. I'll give her that. <laughs> but she thought it was a Mario Kart game we hadn't played yet because she's already played Mario Kart on the Switch, you know. Makes sense. Oh, okay. She's like, oh, wait, what's that? 
and and she, it was the icon. I'm like, oh, that's Mario Kart. She's like, oh, we should play that. I'm like, okay, well, let's, you did. Let's you get you, it. Didn't you play Burial Kart and all that way back when? Yes, but then I couldn't <laughs> find the game. Turns out it was inside of the case for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, oh. which I had to like go through this whole series of like, this game's in here. What's the game I played last? And you know, you, oh, you've yeah. done that. Before. I, I do it all the time. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> my GameCube games are like that, where like the games are all in different cases and. It ended up being kind of hilarious because I came all the way upstairs, was going through all my game, uh, all my uh, Switch games that are up here, all my physical games, which is not a lot. You know, I'm not trying to like brag or nothing, but I've got like 15 or 20 of them. And then I'm like, oh, shit, none of them are up here. So I go back downstairs. I'm like, where the fuck is the Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze? I finally remembered that was the last physical game I purchased. And then I'm like, oh, it's not anywhere. Oh, and it ended up being like sitting like on this table right next to me the whole time. But it was kind of funny because it was the one game she asked to play that I couldn't find. But anyway, I ended up finding it, turn it on. She's like, oh, we've played this before. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, thought this was a different one. I mean, you have you have a Switch case, right? Don't you like to hold your Switch? It, I ran out of oh. uh, spaces for games. I have oh, yeah. I, I mean, can, can you double cases. can you double them up or is it not? Is it not a well? That's uh, I might be able to double them up. I guess I haven't tried that because that, that's what I did in my 3ds case. I double, I doubled mm-hmm. the, I doubled the ones. But I went through that same I thing. I just need to call them because there's yeah. some in there that I don't care that much about. That not to say I wouldn't play them, but I might as well just throw them in their actual case. Yeah, put them in the, the case. Yeah, the ones that because I have like what nine physical ones or something like that, and there's only eight slots. But I, just take out the one that you're never going to play. Like you have a like, lot less physical games than I do, and I like a like like many. Ring Fit. Like put Ring Fit Adventure in there because I know you're not playing that one, <laughs> yeah. or, or like uh, or whatever else. Like I want to, or like Labo, like Labo VR. Like when are you gonna play that one again? Like, oh yeah, put, those like, are put, those, put are those in your up. case. You know, I, I, I want to get little thing that I have, the little Hori plastic case that holds like 24 games. I think it was 11 dollars on Amazon or something like that. But that thing's really great. Um, yeah, I, I have probably about the same amount of physical games as you. I do. don't ever really travel with it, so it's like. This case is for when I do travel with it, but in the meantime, I might as well just put them all where they go. Yeah, um, it's annoying not to be able to find like Mario Kart Eight. It's like she's like, I thought it was on your system. I'm like, almost every game is on there except for that one that we yeah. want to play right now. It should be. Well, I can't find it. Yeah, I I really don't play the ones, the physical ones anyway that I have. So I just play the ones on the system. That's why I want to keep everything on the system. Much easier to find. I uh, wish you could put it on the system and still own it. Yeah, they'll never yep. do that. Because they're jerks. I, I kind of went through that same thing when I was trying to find uh, Super Monkey Ball too. Like where I went like case to case to case to case to case, and then yep. I never and I never found it. But then uh, then friend of the show Jesse sent it to me for my birthday, so that was nice. Thanks, Jesse. Maybe you'll find it eventually. I mean, that's what ended up yeah. happening with me. I lost Wind Waker for like years on the GameCube. I couldn't find my original Wind Waker. Eventually, I was just like, I found the actually found the manual and the case for it, but I couldn't find the game. I'm like, eventually, I was like, I just lost it. I'm gonna have to buy it again, you know. So I started looking it up. I had it saved on my eBay searches and everything. So it was, I was got little emails about it and stuff. Then one day, I uh, was like going through some like documents I had or something, and I'm like going through the documents, and the disc is just like sitting down in there. It's like wow. by itself. I don't know why it was in there. I pull it out. It's like not scratched or nothing. It works great. I'm like, I thought this was God. I've had, I've been taking it from place to place with me for years. Cause I hadn't gone through this box in so long, you know? And it was like, in that's what it was. It was inside of a book. Like the book was folded and I hadn't read the book obviously uh, for a while. It was and your bookmark. Like, <laughs> of yeah. Sorts. I think it, I don't, I don't know why it was I'm going to mark there. this with my I wouldn't fifty dollar GameCube, whatever. I mean, it's probably you know depending if it's a GameCube thing. 
probably worth much more than that. But at some point, you're probably like, "Oh, I can't find the case for this. Let me just put this book. I'll remember Maybe. that it's here." That's actually a kind of a sound thing. I've kind done, I've done, stun, I've done dumb shit like that before. Where I'm like, I'm gonna put this in a place that I've never put it before because I'll remember that. I never remember that. Like, I never rem- if I put it in a place I've never put it before, I never remember that shit. So, so future me, never do that again because it's dumb. Because you never find those things that you're like, oh, this is in a different place. I, I won't know where it is. I'll know where it is because it's different. No, you won't. You'll never. But yeah. Long it. story short, <laughs> oh, as about Mario Kart, yeah, it's got a lot of fucking races in it. And so I was even yeah I was making Shauna laugh last night. That's right. Like, so you don't you don't even remember like playing it, and uh, here we are playing it. And look how many courses there are. This isn't all of them. You know, you go to the other screen of all the new cups they've added. I'm like, they're gonna have all these too, and I have to get all the golds there. And there's never gonna be a Mario Kart nine. That's just true. Gonna keep us going forever. That's true. We said it. We said it here before. Uh, it, interestingly, at at the event with Kevin, uh, he decided to not use any of the new courses, so we did not race on any of wow. the new DLC. Because he was didn't, that just to keep the pros like. I guess he said he said he didn't do it because he was afraid that maybe not everybody had played them, and he didn't want anybody to be at a disadvantage. Like if they hadn't played the new, maybe DLC they hadn't stuff. paid the extra amount for him or whatever. Yeah. So so we didn't do the expansion pack stuff. That so makes we just did like the, also... the base stuff that was on the game. Maybe did he have it like where people could just play for fun once they were out of the tournament and they, then they could play like whatever courses they wanted or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, there was like a, you know, there was like some time before we started where people were just playing the game, mm-hmm. just playing it, you know, just doing, doing whatever and just kind of practicing and all that. But yeah, he kind of announced that at the beginning that, you know, he was like, no, Waluigi pinball is easily the best of yeah. the new horses. Yeah, he's like, we're not going to do, we're not going to do any play. of the new stuff. And I, and I, and I gave myself a quick rundown. Like I played for like 10 minutes before we left. And I had actually, it had been so long since I played Mario Kart that I forgot which button was the gas button. And Jess said the <laughs> same thing. I've definitely done it. Like I would, well, because, uh, I yes, mean, me the, too. Well, the Super Nintendo one is B and the, all the other ones are A. So it's like, yeah. and I think the Game Boy, advanced ones maybe be too but yeah it's like well shauna was asking me before we started playing like because we're we're playing two-player split screen or whatever she's like okay what button do i press to go i'm like i don't remember you're gonna have to wait till we actually play and my hand knows the answers but my brain does it and that was like (laughs) once i was like okay yeah hit that yeah like oh thank and yeah and it came back to me like riding a bike bicycle or whatever but isn't that funny how that happens like i always i mean i play i play more rocket league than mario kart and so my brain goes, oh, Rocket League controls. And then, yeah. It's oh, like wait, modes. It's that. Yeah, it's then, modes. Yeah. And that's R, right? It's a yep. Rocket League to go forward. Because mm-hmm. I was having the same problem with uh, with Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which we can transfer to that or whatever. Uh, that's a skate term, right? Transfer. I don't know why I said that mm-hmm. instead of a segue. But uh, yeah, the, you, when you have a when you get a boat in that, like you hold R to go straight, but you don't hold L to go back. Because most... Don't most driving games that use triggers like you accelerate on the right and you and you brake mm-hmm. and go reverse on the on the left? Yeah, it's brake until right. you're fully stopped yeah. and it turns into reverse. But this one is B. Like B is is reverse, but mm-hmm. and R is is accelerate. So it just kind of fucks with my mind a little bit. And I always try to hit L to go back because my brain kind of thinks about when it when you have it on the triggers, it's always go forward and back. But it's different on that game because L brings up a mini menu where you could switch to other things or whatever. I think Halo was like that, and that's a big reason why a lot of people got into that sort of driving style. Yeah, it always annoyed me. On the console, it would just be A for everything. They should give you the option to do one or the other, which a lot of games do. I guess the only other thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, you know, uh, 
Persona Five is coming out on Friday at the end of the week. I I failed I failed my quest to beat uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three before it came out. I I mean I know there's still time, but there isn't time because I'll just you be I'll just be editing in the next couple of days. But I did you know I did like jump right back into Xenoblade just because I knew the time doesn't was count. was disappearing. So so I went from like I went from like fifty hours to eighty. I put like thirty hours in or something this week well, of shit, Xenoblade. Really? So I've just been playing oh, Xeno. So. Already, I, w- I empathize now. When we were looking, when we were, when I was looking at how long to beat earlier, I just thought it was kind of funny because I looked at Xenoblade Chronicles three just for the fun of it, and it's and how long to beat says Xenoblade Chronicles would take like sixty one hours to beat, and I'm at like eighty five hours, and I'm only like in the sixth chapter. And there's what was Hutch's time? I can't remember. Well, Hutch is ridiculous though. I think he beat it yeah. in like forty hours or something like that. But he just went and, and did the regular things. I don't. That's my problem is I like RPGs and I like doing all the extra stuff. Like I like the extra stuff. Yeah. The main thing for well, the main thing for uh, Xenoblade, what I love so much about it as a game and the way it's made, are the hero quests. Like the hero quests are my favorite thing. So most RPGs, I don't like that you have when you have too many characters and you can't like level them all up at once. Like like I love Final Fantasy VI, but there's like thirty fucking characters in there. You can only have like four characters together at once. It's really hard to keep everybody fully leveled up and like use them all in different ways and all that. But what's so great about Xenoblade Chronicles Three is you have six characters. And you will always use these six characters, but as you but you will pick up new people to join your party as you go, and when you pick them up as your party, you can become them. Like you can basically, they are your new classes. So it's a really cool way for you to gain people in your party, but not have to worry about up. Uh, uh, won't have don't have to worry about uh, leveling them up because your character will actually become that character when they get into the game. So it's really cool. And I and I just found one of my new favorite characters, uh, Gondor, G H O N D O R. Uh, she's great. <laughs> I just like the way she talks because she's all just like bitches, bitch that. And uh, I was going to say, uh, what was it? Uh, my One of my nicknames was I was thinking about was going to be Bitch Queen. And Bitch Queen is actually what she calls her mother in the game. Her mother, Monica, who's like a total, who's like a main, uh, who's a big character that you meet before that. And she's like the daughter of the guy who made you fucking Ouroboros to begin with. Like she's a super important character of the game. And this kid is like, fuck my mom. <laughs> she's bitch queen. And she's just so shitty about it. <laughs> so do you think and this she, is a... She's like this like little a- like spoiled brat. And she and I just love the way she talks. Like, There's a part where she just shows up to help you. And she's like, what's up? What's up, bitches? Like, that, That's just how she talks in the game. I love it so much. What's up? I was wondering if like, it was like that was a localization thing or if there's something... Yeah, I don't know. Just disrespectful about the term she's using in the Japanese version or whatever that. What, bitch queen? I, I don't know. I mean, that's just how she talks. Like, I just love yeah. the way she talks. And she's basically a Street Fighter character. It's like, yeah. it's like, what if your what if your Xenoblade characters were a Street Fighter character? Is she's her? the bad friend in the group of teenagers. She's the one that gets the bottle of vodka. And <laughs> hangs out. She kind she kind of looks bitch. like. Well, I mean, you you rescue her, you rescue her from the prison. Like she's already been arrested. So. Um, but she look kind of looks like Cammy, like with what she's wearing. She sort of looks like mm-hmm. Cammy from uh, Street Fighter. But she's wearing like the Ryu pants, like the big like uh, gi pants with the black belt. Yeah. But she's mm-hmm. got like the but she's got like the red tied up gloves, and then she's got a got kind of got like these Hulk hands, like springy things on her on her fist that like okay. help her like punch people harder. And and yeah, you use this as a class. You can make your characters into this class. And you can basically do the short the Shoryuken whenever you want, and you can do like the dragon uppercut on people and stuff like that, and it's great. I love it. It's like one of my new favorite classes. If I was uh if I was actually gonna do a Halloween costume this year, 
I would do one that nobody would get but me, but I would like it. I would just basically be myself as like the as like Gondor's uh, martial artist class from Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I just put like some white pants on and a black belt and get some Hulk hands and tape my arms up, and that'll be that would be who I was. Do it. There's no reason not to. Well, I'm not going anywhere, so what's the point? I mean, if I was like the only time I would actually dress up for stream anything is costume. actually if I'm. I, I tried that before actually. I tried to stream with my with my like machine man head or whatever. And it was really hard to see. So I had to take it off. Also, it was really hot, but yeah, we're going to a Halloween party next weekend. I I have to figure out a costume. I haven't figured it out yet. I figured you were doing something for it, but yeah, I mean, I would just seeing that I would love to, it would never happen, but I would love to see a Xenoblade fighting game that had like where you could just be all of the different classes and fight each other on a 2d thing. I don't think there's enough. I mean, I don't know that it seems to be pretty popular around Everybody, you know, who played it, like, seemed to love the game. But I still love it. It's great. Yeah, I'm 80 plus hours on it. That the end of a the end of chapter five, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but holy shit, like the end of chapter five, I was, won't was remember rough. the time. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you about it, but it's it was one of those like if you're gonna cry in a game, this is when you cried. Was at the end of chapter five. Chapter five really like kicked you in the balls. There, it kicked you in the kicked your heart in the balls or whatever. It was very much, they were real, uh, they were going real, uh, they're going real slow with it and real sappy, but I loved it. If you heard that song that has uh, lyrics, the really slow piano one that they released before the game came out, that song is from the end of chapter five. So if you you understand like the tone of that song, like that's kind of what they're going for. And they really like have you, they really have you guessing a lot. Like, I think this is one of the best written games on Switch. Like even rivals like Dragon Quest XI, which I thought had like one of the best stories of all time. I'd say oh, yeah. it, I say it rival, rivals that even because I I really don't know where this game is going at all. So it it takes it keeps making these twists that and they aren't like I don't feel like they're convoluted and weird like a Kingdom Hearts game or anything like that. I, was I, say, I feel, I feel like everything makes good sense. writing. No, I think I mean there's twists in there, but I think it all makes sense. Like I'm not like oh well that's dumb or it's not like you go to go see some mystical being that like has has like a you know, merged all the universes or whatever, like the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It's like nothing like really weird like that. It's still, everything still makes sense within the world. So I'm just so impressed with it. But I'm, I'm basically trying to, you know, play as much as I can before, before Persona 5 comes out this week. Uh, I got it. I already bought it. Sure pre- you are. I already bought it, preloaded it last week. It's on the system. It's all ready to go. Uh, the reviews are great for it. It's a solid 30 frames per second, like no drop whatsoever. Like everybody's pretty blown away by the port. I mean, it's a PlayStation 3 game, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But Which was also upscale to the PS4, right? Because it was like near the beginning of the PS4. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I mean, when I say it's a PS3 game, the it was always built as a PS3 game. Yeah, and, yeah. and it came Just out. Like Breath of the Wild is yeah, originally. Yeah, same game. thing. And it came out on PS3 and PS4 at the same time. But it was built, it was always built on the PS3 structure like on that you know engine or whatever so but uh yeah i'm uh i'm excited i'm excited to play that and uh and i'm like you know persona's much different than xenoblade so i think i can still i can play them both at the same time because persona's not really an open world game but yeah i'm very excited to play it uh i'm like pretty much most of friday i'm just gonna i'm gonna try to just like throw myself into into persona 5 do you think it's gonna come out at 11 or whatever I don't Thursday. know. I mean, I, I was anticipating. I was going to try to get all the editing done so I could start yeah. playing it Thursday night. But sometimes uh, Japanese stuff is weird. Like sometimes you have to wait till like two a.m. or something. I don't know. And you've never played this, right? You've had, you haven't played on the PS4. Or... I played. No, I have Persona Five for PS4, but I don't have Persona Five Royale. I don't have that okay. version. So, but I only I, I bought it for ten dollars. It was on sale, and I played it. I, I mean, I liked it. Like. Um, I played it for, I don't know, maybe 10 hours or so, 
but I just wanted to, you know, I want to play it on the Switch. It's just so much easier to do mm-hmm. than to play it on the PS4. And for a game that's 100 plus hours, even what How Long to Beat says it's 100 plus hours, it's just something that you just need to be able to play portable. You know, and it's and it's a it's basically an anime game. You know, it's like day by day is like its own episode, or you know, each like each of the dungeons are kind of like their own episodes or whatever, and all the characters are super anime and blah blah and all that. But I'm yeah, I'm really excited to play it. I read something that Sega was a huge hand in actually getting it on Switch, so I thought that was kind of cool that they actually... Because it is like a partially Sega game, right? Mm. And they actually have been pushing it, pushing to get it on is. Switch for a while, yeah. So so I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, everybody seems to be loving it so far, and I'll love it whenever it comes out on Friday. So you didn't play any more Nier this week? I didn't. I actually uh, I dropped out of Nier I almost... to play... Uh... <laughs> I almost bought it this yeah. week, but I, like I wanted, I, said, I, I mean, I wanted forward, to, I am super interested in, yeah, no, I was, especially since it's been, you know, yeah. touted as such a, a solid port and it's a game I've wanted to play for years. It is, but, uh, I mean, Persona is good port too. I'm just saying it's one after another, bang, bang, like two, yeah. two huge. And like people are saying that, uh, that no man's sky is great too. So, I mean, well, my PlayStation yeah. four, as far as I'm concerned, I, I wouldn't buy it on switch just because I, I don't have a Royale, but. I've got that USB C. I mean, you have four controller. I mean, you have Persona Five. It was like one of the first games yeah. you got, right? Mm-hmm. To play and I've got four. that USB C. I'm telling you, that it was a game changer. You got to get yourself one of those. You got to USB C yourself one of those controllers. Well, just so you can charge that controller, it's a lot less of a pain in the ass. I do like the USB C charger more than anything else. I saw somewhere that Apple was thinking about. Changing, I'll send you the link to the like, controller I bought. I love their uh, charger to that, and I hope to God they. Well, do they're it. not. They're not thinking of doing it. Are they the actually doing Europe, it? The, the European Union is making them do it. That's becoming the standard in the European Union. Well, that's great. So, I like USB. I know that's been it's proposed like my here as well. So, yeah, maybe I'll get another. I even think it was someone like Pelosi that proposed it or something. I was just like, what? You don't know what that is? I think she knows what a USB is. No, I know. Is. It's just I don't know. It's just funny hearing that sort of. Don't tell. Don't tell her what she knows. All right, uh, you want to talk about Tony Hawk? Yeah, so I got back in Tony Hawk in a big way, and uh, I beat one and two. I say beat. Oh, I mean, you beat both. I beat both of them. Yeah, I got gold, the gold medals in all of them. So that counts for two games, right? Did you? Yes. Uh, sure. I would I say so. Did you? Yep. Did you unlock Jack Black then? No, he's not in the Switch version. He's not. He's only in the PlayStation version. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Weird. I didn't yeah. know that. I thought because I thought all you had to do is get all the Officer goals Dick. with the. Uh, I thought all, all you had to do is get the goals with the, with a with a made control or made person, right? With your own. Because I thought created... Officer Dick would be in there because he was an original character. It just Jack Black was like. That, that's role. my recollection. I didn't. I didn't double check, but <laughs> it's my recollection that he was not in the Switch version. Uh-huh. And I thought yeah, they I just mocap Jack Black and... for that character that was just being ported over, but. Yeah, I'll have to check. I don't yeah. think I have Officer Dick either. So, yeah, why would it not? Right? Maybe it was if you hundred percented the game for for chance. Maybe. Yeah, because I saw you're I'm, I'm, you're missing something on there. What's what's that? Yeah, so I'm missing. Uh, I'm I'm ninety nine percent on both games. I think in one game I'm missing a six score of two fifty in Philadelphia, and the other one I'm missing a six score in some other level. So. I'm real close. I was hoping to do that before this show. How do you even but, care about being pro if you're not trying to be sick? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it says that you have to complete all 24 of the created skater challenges to get checked. Oh, uh, okay. Is it? Does it say yes or no about the Switch version? Or I don't know. 
Uh, it's. I mean, it, I saw no difference. I just looked up okay. Jack Black on Switch on Nintendo. Switch. I assumed they were all the same. I don't know why. I don't know why the Switch would, version was a port. It I was just say I don't know why it would be different. Why version. would they? Why would they take him out? It's not like they need extra horsepower to to have that beard flying in the air or something. Well, think of like Dark Souls. <laughs> what was it? Dark Souls Three that had like the different characters, or no, it was Dark Souls Two that had the different characters and on different consoles. You know, like what it was it on the Xbox they had. I don't know why I listed that one first because I don't know who that was. But they said oh, they had Link, and then on the uh, PlayStation they had, uh, gosh, who was it? You know what I'm talking about, though, right, mm-hmm. Trey, John? Like when Dark Souls came out? I don't know. This was GameCube era. <laughs> Dark Souls. Back when Game Dark Souls wasn't <laughs> out in GameCube era. I'm at Soul Calibur. I'm sorry. That's why. Oh, okay. I'm like, uh, what, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh no. Well, uh, yeah, Soul Calibur was made specifically Liquid. with different characters. I've talked about Dark Souls whatever. so much yeah, this year. Right. It's like yeah. I can't even say Soul Calibur anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, that, it was like yeah, it was like Lincoln Xbox. Yeah, that was Spot. It was Spot on Xbox. I couldn't remember. Yes. And what was on? What was on? What was on? Uh, it was Hihachi. It was Hihachi, wasn't Hihachi, it? From yeah. Tekken. Okay. Which is weird because like Hihachi is already a fighting is already yeah. in, in a fighting game from the same company. Even it's from, like, yeah, Nambu, it wasn't so, as cool. Like, but it was probably Link. Link was definitely the coolest. The new one. Tekken game came out, yeah. so people were just excited to play as that character on the new console. But yeah, so so I beat Tony Hawk. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, his family out. called me about that. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, he texted me and <laughs> let like, me know because he like yeah, he kept saying he, did, I told he didn't believe family, it was me. He I told didn't believe family, it was me, and he just kept punching me. <laughs> I told him it was for the podcast, and then they said, "Oh, okay, yeah, it's okay." I, uh, yeah, so I, I I beat the game, and uh, my initial goal was to get all the gold medals, but then I realized, well, wait, that's kind of a dumb way to do it because I, I still haven't gotten all the stat points yet. And it'll be easier to get the gold medals if I get all the stat points. So then I set out to get all the stat points, and that took me a, a day or two. And uh, after that, I think I, I finally got the last gold medal yesterday. And I was just in the mood. Why, why Tony Hawk of all these you know random games I have? I have like over 200 games now. Why did I go back to this one? Uh, I was just in the mood for something kind of chill and, and zen-like yeah. after... Um, after the experience that I had this weekend, and this weekend I was uh, part of a a big Halloween production. I wouldn't even call it. It's not like a haunted house or anything like that. Um, it was called Theater Bazaar, and this is not game related, but this is just something. It's it's cool though. I have to talk about yeah. And uh, so I was part of Theater Bazaar, and this was um, something my friend just asked me to do. My friend helps manage the show every year, and he says, "Oh, you're." In Michigan, you got to come be part of Theater Bazaar. And is it and, rich? Uh, yeah, rich. Okay, rich. I, I wondered if it was rich. Maybe like, well, you know, Theater Bazaar, wrestling, like they're both like performance yes. things, and that's exactly you know, it. So yeah, so he got involved with Theater Bazaar because of, I, I believe, because of his connection to the wrestling industry in Detroit, and they essentially need they needed big guys to to be fulfill the role of essentially bouncers is what we were essentially we were bouncers just and just kind of like stationed around centuries trying to what's that you were like centuries that's exactly we were stationed around to like you know be scary and block areas where people couldn't go and then uh, at other points to help out with various other things but the thing about this whole show theater bizarre is that 
you're in like a whole nother world from the minute you step into the building. The building is the Masonic Temple in Detroit, which is the biggest Masonic Temple in the world. It's huge. There's about a thousand rooms in that building, no joke. And when you're inside the building, as soon as you get inside the building, you're in a different world. And it's the world is like imagine a imagine a a, a county fair slash masquerade ball as run by Cirque du Soleil in some corner of hell. That's the best way I can describe it. Uh, it's scary. It's strange. It's artistic. At points, it's sounds beautiful. like purgatory. Yep. Um, there's some points, some places in there which were. Yeah, I, I have pretty thick skin about things. There's some places in there that I just I didn't want to go. Not that I was scared. It just it, it 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 was the type of imagine there's a type of horror movie that you have fun at, like your Freddy Kruegers and your Jasons and all that, and it's a popcorn good time. Then there's the horror movies that want to fuck up your mind, like Midsummer, and this is more Midsummer. Yeah. When you went were in this building, you were in a cult. That's what, what you were. You were in a cult. You were part of a cult. Or, or rather, you were rather. More, this is more accurate. You were invited to a party that was thrown by a cult, and so you get to witness this cult in action, doing cult-like things. And as one of the infernal guards, which was our, our role, I was, um, I was actually part of the, the the elite group that was throwing this party. Like we were the, the organizers of this party in this world, in this universe, and. So I was standing around, uh, we were all standing, we were all supposed to be, the characters, we were silent, we couldn't say anything, maybe a few words if we needed to. We were all dressed up in uh, wardrobe, makeup, uh, the, the whole nine yards. It was like a giant production. I mean, I've been on playing movie sets and all that, and that's exactly what it was. It was like, we were on a movie set, and this the show is happening at seven o'clock, and we're all getting it together. 700 performers, 700 performers, all in costume, all in character. We put on this big elaborate show and seven o'clock people came in. They were a part of it. And um, so I was standing around uh, for most of the evening, you know, blocking areas that people couldn't go. And if they came up to me and tried to say something, I basically had to be like the British guards, you know, the guards with the big tall hats and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Beef eaters. Know what they call them? What's that? Beef, yeah, I think they call yeah. them beef feeders. But yeah, you stand there, stand still, don't say anything, don't do anything. Yeah, but if people fuck around with you, then you can fuck around with them, say whatever you want, you know, a word or two, whatever, just get them to go away. And then, so I did that for like three hours. But then after that, I was actually part of a show where, remember I said, you know, this this whole thing was being put on for us. Well, there was a secret corner of the room, you know, not so secret, but a corner of the of the whole area where there was we're doing a performance a a performance was being put on for us for the guys in the robes and all that stuff and so i was sitting up there on the stage with two other guys sitting just stock still watching this show that was being put on for us this Cirque du Soleil act where people were suspended from from the ceiling uh one girl was suspended by her hair just twirling around by her hair uh another person uh, was tying herself up in ropes in various contorted positions for 45 minutes um that was the that was the show this was a four-hour show and at different points uh, because i was you know the tallest one in the room i was asked to actually get up on the stage and help out with changing out some of the equipment i was the only one who could reach the rope and uh, so i did that and I had to remember my cues to get on stage and this is all as about 100 people were watching us 
So it was a little bit, a little bit nerve wracking. You know, I'm not a performer and all that. And I had to remember my cues, but you know, I did it and we did it twice. We did it Friday, Saturday. I had a great time. I'm going to go back and do it again this weekend. Did you get the performer's anxiety where you had to like take a poo just as soon as you were about to like <clears throat> work or whatever? No, I wouldn't say that, but I definitely was conscious of that because I knew it was going to be four hours. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop eating something at this time, eating anything at this time. And then yeah. I went to the bathroom. And nearly every time I've like done a live show, even like really small shows, like what I've been mm-hmm. singing with bands I've been in, I have to poop right before I'm like, no, I can't right now. <laughs> My body's like Hold it trying to sabotage me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to, yeah, you got to be careful what you eat or drink or whatever. I mean, I do that on on jobs like i try to wage whatever i'm doing so i don't have to pee if we're about to shoot something or whatever but yeah but you were telling me earlier that they're putting you in full makeup with like uh like airbrush type makeup and stuff and yeah the makeup room was interesting it was like the size of a i was telling you like a high school gym and in one corner of the room it, there was just sheet, plastic sheeting coming down from the ceiling and that was the airbrush area and you'd open up the plastic sheeting to walk inside and People were all in various states of undress, just getting sprayed with uh, different colors of makeup. And I got the, we all got the, from our shoulders and from our neck up, from our neck up, uh, covered in white. And then we had black around the eyes and all that. And it took probably about 15 minutes or so to do it. And they put like a net over your beard to like, or no. they just spray right into the beard too? No, they sprayed it in the beard too. So my beard got darkened. Yeah. And you got probably a black beard. Clumpy. Yep. I mean, it would still have the same effect, I'm sure, if they just left it white. I mean, that still looks like they left it white the ghostly. first day. But so the first day was a was a dress rehearsal where only 400 attendees were there, and they were trying to like get the makeup right, get everything just right. There, were, there was real standards there. Like there was somebody walking around checking to make sure that if you were this character, you looked like this, and this character you looked like that. And so by day one, they were still kind of working that out. Day two everything was more uniform and my beard had to get colored up. It kind of, it, it, I mean, I, I worked at like a, I mean, I didn't, they didn't pay me, but I worked at a, I volunteered at like a, a live haunted house, like, you know, with people in it. Mm-hmm. And I was in, I was like in a room where they, I was where to wear a costume and they painted me up or whatever. And I did stuff like that. And it kind of reminded me of that a little bit or like, a, you know, I've worked with, I did a movie with zombie army who do like big haunted house productions here kind of reminds me of that 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 sort of thing but Hmm. in a different way right because it's not necessarily haunted house it's more of like a weird theatrical performance or something or like a circus Hmm. thing almost right yeah that's pretty much what it was yeah it's like it's like very circulate circusly inspired in fact i saw a couple people the performers in the background in the the hallways with cirque display jackets i think they hired some people from there Mm -hmm. and yeah they're all very talented and you, know, you could see like all kinds of different acts at one corner. I, I saw like there's a small corner of the, of the area, like maybe 20 square foot room where there was a punk rock show going on. This is at two in the morning. Then around the corner from that, there's a guy on stage spinning plates and you know, you just saw all different varieties of, of well, variety acts, something to look at in every corner. So it was really fascinating and it sold out both days. Uh, by by the way, it was four thousand people, at four thousand attendees, and the tickets cost three hundred dollars. Oh my god! Yep, sold out. Four thousand tickets, three hundred dollars. They made one point two million dollars that night. Yeah, and you, and you, well, and, I mean, you got paid sales. for it too, right? Like you were working. Yeah, working. I got paid for yeah. it. It wasn't much, but you know, I just I did it mainly because my friend asked me to do it, and yeah, I wanted to help him out. But I, I had a great time. I would have done it for free. 
Did you have to stay up past your bedtime? I mean, it probably goes pretty late. Right? I definitely, yeah, I didn't get to bed until four. I got, I got back around four. So you had to probably had to change your schedule yeah. around a little bit. The whole party, the party actually went till till four. The whole thing went till four. I was allowed to leave after that performance, uh, you know, which ended at two a.m. I stuck around for a little bit and then I drove home. Oh man, you got to drive too. Yep. yep. That late. Yikes. Yep. Then I'll do it again this weekend. Yeah, and, and all the weekends are sold out, right? I just I looked at the website and it was just like yeah, it's all yeah. sold. Oh, so you're looking at the website right now? No, I looked at it when you sent it on the Slack. Oh, okay. And it was already already it was already all sold out. Yeah, it it kind of reminds me of what I did in a live haunted house, but much much more complicated. And even that haunted house that I worked in, like I worked in like one room, and you know I was like a twisted doctor dude or whatever. There was like fake mm-hmm. bodies like hanging from hooks, and I I had a little like fog control thing, and I would just fill up the room with fog. And then I'd kind of jump out and be like, and like scare people. And that was all I did. But even trying to walk, even like walking through the haunted house, like when there was nobody in there, it still like super creeped me out. Like I just, I didn't want to do it. Like I was just like, I was like, I don't want to go through there. Even with nobody in there, I just don't want to do it. So I just would go to the room that I was doing and then just not, cause it's, it's creepy. I don't know. They, they, you know, and even like when I worked on the zombie army movie, they wanted to take us through their haunted house and I wouldn't do that either. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And apparently the people they did like they went and they hid and like disappeared and everybody everybody got lost in there and I'm like I I'm like this is my lunch break I'm just gonna stay here and eat I don't want I don't want to do that haunted house shit <laughs> as much as I love horror movies uh, haunted houses freak me out so I just don't like jump scares that's all I that's all I dislike I just don't like walking yeah. through I don't like walking through a thing where people are gonna <laughs> jump out and scare me I don't like that like if you're gonna scare me like put me in a fucking thing I can sit in and it'll just like make me go through it. Than in, like mm-hmm. like like a like haunted mansion like or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather do that. I'd rather sit in a thing, and then I go through, and then I get scared. But if I got to walk on my own, I don't want to. I'm not going to even want to move. I'm like, I don't want to do this because I know you're going to fucking freak me out, and I don't like that. Yeah, I don't want somebody jumping behind me and all that. Yeah, like Jess and I went through like the lamest haunted house ever in like the Wisconsin Dells, and we just did not want to do. We went, we went <laughs> through it with our phone like flashlights on. Even, you know, like just look at, and it was, and there was not even anything. It's just like these like dioramas of like, <laughs> of, you know, of like, um, of like mannequins with like costumes on or whatever. Like you're not even near them. You just like step on a thing and it lights up and they move or whatever. And so stupid. But yeah, I was scared of like, we even, even when we were in Japan, we went on this fucking uh, one piece, like ghost maze thing that I was freaky too. And it's not even freaky at all. It's for, it's, you know, it's for kids. It's like. You know, it wasn't, it, it's just cause it's dark and you know that shit's going to happen. And I don't like that anyway, but yeah, on that note, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the news. Here's the best song on pilot wings for you to listen to while you're waiting. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. 
Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show? Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back from the break let's talk about some new stuff actually i guess uh we should talk about the big the big thing here i guess uh anybody been following that uh bayonetta stuff on uh on the internet i'm not sure what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> <laughs> i think you i think you have a little bit uh yeah i um i did get drunk the other night and try to like try to pick fights with people in the comments but it didn't actually happen notice that so. <laughs> oh did you the nbc oh that's what i do when i'm drunk I don't like I don't like buy games that I don't remember getting. I basically just get on the comments and I just comment like crazy. That's what happens to me when I get drunk. I just I, I, I just become social media social, you know. So it, it's most of the time it's a bad it's a bad thing. But I I I really didn't care. Like it was like well whatever. I don't know a lot of people are trolls on there. So I was like this is Nintendo voice. Might chat. as well jump at them. I was like this is Nintendo voice chat forum. So whatever. So like you know who gives a shit like. This is where th- this is the chat form that makes future stars. Yeah, but they were like, uh, they were they. It was funny because they're like, "How did we get? You know, how did this get so toxic?" And I'm like, "I just I posted that meme that I've seen many a times of like Franco with the noose or whatever. It says first time mm-hmm. because I I could name many a times that the Nintendo Voice Chat podcast forum has been super toxic in the past. I mean, I think that was the main reason. Uh, well, many one well, the main reason that but that Jess left the group because they were toxic as fuck and very uh, sexist also. So I, mean, I have the notifications turned off for it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't have notifications notifications for anything, but you know, if I yeah, put on either. Facebook, sometimes I well, just it doesn't look at show shit. up in my it doesn't show up in my oh yeah shit oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. somebody respond to it or whatever. I'd I would actually I would like go and click to to go to that page anymore. But they were getting toxic about. I guess we should talk about what we're talking about. So uh, Bayonetta, the original actor, um, Helena Taylor, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she she uh, tweeted like uh, three or four videos of her talking about uh, her experience with Bayonetta three and why she didn't why she isn't in Bayonetta three why she's not Bayonetta anymore and that she was underpaid by the company and that they were only offering her four thousand dollars as a flat rate for the whole thing and that that was why she left which I was like you know that's 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 really low for like a you know for Very like low. a main I, I don't know I don't mm-hmm. know vo- I don't know voice actor rates or whatever but. I think that's pretty. I mean, it. She didn't really say like on its face that's low for for a game that a series that's made three uh, what four hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, well as quoted that the She's, main actress should only get four thousand dollars. She mm-hmm. had. She was very well composed and very like. I, I know. I mean, obviously she's an actor, but like. I don't know. It, it seemed very convincing the way she proposed it and stuff. And, yep. and I mean, I believe it. I've heard so much miss or so much abuse, and I know that there was like a lot of stuff during the pandemic with voice acting where people were trying to get into it and the people that were already into it were like you don't want to do this <laughs> i mean well, vo- i mean vo- i mean voice acting can be like a gold mine also though if you're a it can if, if you're you one get... of the ones that do it all the time but i don't exactly. know exactly i mean i don't know how it works like for video games because i that. mean we already know about like you know twitch is a gold mine youtube's a gold mine sure. the same way yeah but i mean i'm not but, saying but voice that... acting you don't have to do is it it means long to, it takes a lot to do those youtube videos like the people that well it takes a lot there. to train like you heard helena talking she sure sure four yeah. years under this person four years under yeah. this person and right. well and also don't forget like there's there's also been like you know talk of like crunch and developers getting underpaid and overworked and stuff like that as well it was just kind of like right it was just one of those things where she's just like you know don't don't buy the game uh give your money to charity instead you know and all that and the ceo of the company <laughs> responding the way he did did not help their case as a company and yeah, what is that? Uh, what did he say? Hideki, uh, what's his name? Kamina. He just said she was lying. Oh, I thought I thought you were talking in a, in a really like I don't know in a much more like uh, dramatic way. But oh, I thought you were talking about how he like ran from Twitter when it happened. Well, yeah, I read a, I read a bunch of stuff about him, and he's always been problematic. Um, he basically said, "You're an idiot if you write anything to me in English." Because I say right here, don't write anything to me except in Japanese. Of course, it's in Japanese that he says that on his Twitter bio or whatever. But you should know not to tweet at him in English or he's going to block you. So he actually would just block people for tweeting at him in English. He's just like, fuck you. Okay. I, I said, don't do that. <laughs> well, and I'll make so sure not tag just, him for this, uh, for this episode. I mean, so he I may anyway. very well have been blocking people just for that reason, or maybe he just had it established that I can block you whenever I want. Look at it. It says it right there. I'll do it for very petty reasons. So you can't read too much into it. I don't really know, but yeah, he's, he's gone from Twitter. He's, he got rid of his account because, yeah. well, it got, it got shut down. I don't know if shut down or suspended or whatever, because he was blocking too many people. Because he was blocking like, everybody who commented on any. Yeah, uh, I guess if you stuff, block yeah. too many people, like it'll automatically like intercede and sure. block your account or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, and it's well, there, there's that, but there's also, I mean, now there was like the the Bloomberg report, which I don't, you know, know if I necessarily believe that, but they're coming back and saying that, oh no, she wanted like four thousand per session, and it was multiple sessions, and she wanted like six figures somebody said that well yeah like, she didn't like, want four thousand a session that's what they offered to her and it was at least yeah it was supposedly so well, she said four, well she said four thousand flat was yeah. the thing and that's where it maybe it gets a little murky because well they were saying yeah. that it was there was multiple sessions and it was four thousand per session but i mean bloomberg look at the name i mean where that comes <laughs> from not necessarily something i yeah, believe I think, everything do we have they it put up on, on here who, oh jennifer hale yeah so yeah. jennifer hale 
is one of the higher paid actresses in the VO game for video games specifically. And uh, they hired her to replace Helena Taylor. I don't know. That's something about that's fishy too. Yeah. Uh, for Helena. But I don't want to be like a, a, an asshole here. Like, I believe right. that she was mistreated. You know, I believe that they probably were passive aggressive with her because they didn't want to work with her anymore. But that's I was what I think probably happened. I, w- I was listening to uh, what podcast was it? Some, I, th- I think it was the most recent CU podcast. But anyway, someone was saying that sometimes the culture in Japan, rather than firing a person, Sometimes they will just make the job uncomfortable to the point where they want to quit. I think. I mean, There's I think some... other people do that too because yeah, yeah. because if they was if they fire you, don't they still have to do unemployment or something? Because if you quit, I don't think you get unemployment. Oh, sorry. So Jennifer Hale is the voice of Shepard as a female in Mass Effect. That's what she's mm. most well known yeah. for. She's yeah, done a, a lot of other stuff. But yeah, she's she's pretty like a pretty huge deal. So it's just like it's not like they replaced Helena with a no name. Like a cheaper actress, right? Yeah. And she, well, yeah. and, and Jennifer Hale has been trying to be nice about it too. Like I've seen her. Well, she's honoring her NDA. Whereas, tweets. Well, also trying to be like you know, be nice or whatever you know. Right. Whereas, uh, what was I mean? So I I watched all the videos that Helena posted, and I, like I said, I still stand by her. Like I feel she was treated poorly from everything she said. Her video goes from like I don't know. Her videos go from you know, describing it initially to eventually the last video is just her reading the story of Lazarus from the Bible. Oh, I didn't watch and, that far, but and, I watched and like she reads it really well. I mean, she's like I said, she's got a great voice. She's obviously a trained actor. I'm an American. So I hear that British accent, right? You got that thing going on too. I, I just got to throw that in there to let everyone know, <laughs> you know, she <laughs> seems like very legit as an actor, a Shakespearean actor or whatever. And uh, she, re- she literally reads, I can't even remember what, version it is but it's about lazarus and i mean i kind of get it so i think she doesn't explain what she meant by it because obviously right it's not a parable per se because it's where jesus actually acted right or no wait yeah jesus raised lazarus right correct it was in the new testament okay okay there was resurrections previously but but yeah this she reads this story and it's about lazarus essentially being like this beggar who lived outside of the mansion of, you know, this really rich person. It, it was, it was all, a, it was all, I think a metaphor of the, the, the very wealthy have less access to God than the most meek, you know, the beatitudes and everything. But mm-hmm. I just kind of found it odd. That's what she chose to end with rather than like take care of each other, you know, look out for the people that are in the industry that are going to be exploited or something. It's like, maybe she was saying I'm down, but I'll be back. Yeah, I mean, it was cryptic, but it was also because of it being specifically from the Bible. I don't know. Something about it just kind of like for me was the like, I don't know, just touched me the wrong way. I was like, I almost at that moment would question like, do they not want to work with her anymore because she had like religious objections to like certain things in the game or something like, you know, my brain's just my brain just firing off. I'm like, this is the own. third game, though. I mean, she, Bayonetta's exactly. been killing angels for years. Exactly. There's no you know, way. Like, it's it's already it's always reason. been like the anti anti heaven whatever. Like, I'm that's just like, why are you talking about premise of the game? Like, I don't know. I know it was a story about the most humble will be the most honored in the eyes of God, or you know, the most uh, you know the ones who need it the most are the ones who are honored the most at the end of time because there's this whole flip that happens, but. 
I don't know. I just found it odd. It There's didn't... a lot of he said, she said going on here, and mm-hmm. you yeah. know, you, you can you can pay attention to either side, but I'm inclined to believe the story of the artist being underpaid by the uh, large company with a successful multi-million she's an established artist she's got she's got like solid credits under her belt you know we're not this isn't somebody who did a voice in an indie game once or something coming forward not to say that i wouldn't want to believe she did bayonetta one and two those aren't exactly (laughs) you know those are big games no 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 i'm saying like the 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 gravity of what she's saying is that much more because she is established in the industry multi-generationally going back to the xbox 360 you know like this is three generations back at this point, almost. Yeah, I mean, uh, me, you know, me being somebody who works in the industry, I mean, John does as well. But just, I mean, I, you know, this is something we have to, especially as a freelancer, we have to fight over constantly. It's just like trying yep. to get a decent rate and not getting fucked over by whatever person you're working for. Improving that's like, your value. That's pretty much, I, that's my whole life is trying to not be undervalued and get paid right. the amount that I think is is worth what I'm doing and and you try to get a decent amount out of that but also it's like you know you have the problem of possibly possibly losing work if you ask for too much and it's it's like it's all it's a balance you know and it's constant too. and I understand yeah. that that she's dealing with that and it's like I just I mean she was the first one to come out with it you know and it was kind of a weird time I do think it was a little weird to wait until the game was almost out instead of instead of instead of get... saying it like yeah. right right when it happened maybe to give well, them a chance to try to like they... re like pay her more or something or maybe she doesn't give a shit about that i don't know didn't they say after i thought there was a report somewhere that she had been offered a like you know a minor voice role since she wasn't going to do the voice of bayonetta uh, with the contract or whatever and she was refusing the contract then they still wanted her to be in the game to some extent like Oh, yeah, that, I don't that's know. weird. This shit, this I didn't, I didn't see weird. that. That seems like, back and forth. That'd be like Charles Martinet getting demoted to Toad. Well, this is you before, want to be Toad. Well, he, I mean, he already is demoted is to a smaller voice forward, in, the, in, right. the, in the movie anyway. So, I right, mean, Charles yeah. Martinet is already he, getting that. That's exactly what's happening to him, actually. He's going to be He's getting devoted to, demoted yeah. to the voice of Chris Pratt. Well, whatever Chris yeah. Pratt's character <laughs> is in the game is what he'll be doing. He'll be a Goomba. He'll be a Koopa that he's stomping. So that's what'll happen. Yeah, I don't know. It it did make me feel a little icky about a uh, about getting bayonetted and all the and all that. And I don't know. It's the whole thing just like gives just gives like a weird like kind of gross stigma to to bayonetta now, and I, I don't like it. I think it also that issue is the fact that that these uh, voiceover artists and video games don't get don't get uh, royalties, which is odd because they get royalties for movies and TV, and that does seem like something worth fighting for yeah especially uh, in a completely digital medium where the future seems to be you could be hijacked for whatever your voice your appearance Mm -hmm. with ai like with ai help to generating people like you know images and voices of people like you're talking about like what happened to james yeah well i mean well i mean he like he like signed his voice over whatever because he's like 91 years old but yeah, same sort of thing, like where basically all of the Darth Vader voices will be created through an AI machine mm-hmm. from Disney now. Because he's too old to deal with because that. Because he doesn't want to, yeah, he don't want to do it anymore. You know, I, I mean, yeah. Like, build a studio at your you house. Know, no, like, yeah. I want to just stare at the fire. Like, I have yeah, a right. fireplace. <laughs> I've done this enough. It's time for me to just chill. Yeah, which, which I've sure, which I've heard people talk, of course, like on that, like where, 
Well, it's like, well, I guess the Simpsons voices will never get recast either. They'll basically, whenever they die, they'll just have some sort of AI machine just do the Simpsons voices for uh, for all time until every flood starts with a raindrop. Until the Earth is, is destroyed by the sun. James or Jones is the first person. Eventually, there will be a Nintendo main podcast being made without our approval. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that was the yeah that was the joke that I heard from another podcast saying the same thing that eventually the the podcast will be done by by artificial whatever. But uh, no, I mean yeah, and and I'm I'm pretty I'm sure that like I said I don't really know uh, voice actor rates, but I'm sure they're probably underpaid. Is is what is what I'm guessing. I think, and and voice acting I've seen and this is people being like super trolly and shitty, but I've saw people on like the NBC podcast whatever mm-hmm. the form being like well you know it's just talking and i'm like dude fuck you like don't yeah, don't do that don't you. like don't like try Take to put, to think about don't try to put down their yeah. don't try to put down what they're doing like that it's basically saying like the oh fir- the first well, you're rule, just doing this or whatever but from what i've heard from anybody who's a voice actor and who's posted stuff also sean has taken like a few voice acting uh she actually has a theater minor you know so she's like got the She's taking the classes and stuff, you know, towards the uh, thespian types or, you know, the theater specifically type stuff. And it's like uh, voice acting. The very first thing they say is act like go like you need an acting background to be a voice actor. Like, of course you do. Yeah. To be a good voice actor. You need to actually act. You need to understand what that means. You can't just learn to act by talking. Well, and it's, I mean, it, well, in the video game world, it's much more than that. Like, I remember watching, even, like, on top of that, I remember watching a video with Bruce Campbell talking about making, like, an Evil Dead game and just, like, how incredibly hard it was because voice acting in a video game, you have to record so much shit. You have to record things that people might not even hear, you know, like, right. because you have to Maybe record voices for all these things that you may never even find, you know, and it's, I remember watching a video of him just talking about like how taxing it was to like just record shit for the Evil Dead games because it's like, and he's like, and I'm recording this thing for however many hours, and somebody might not even find that because that's like for an Easter egg thing or something. Like you have to record so much shit, you know. And especially this bayonetta is supposed to have like multiple bayonettas and all that as well, so it was like it'd be all so much on top of whatever she's already. You have to understand the context of everything too, because you know that that thing that that Bruce Campbell had to record that nobody was going to hear. Uh, he had to know the context of what was going on in that situation that might have arose in that video game. And like, it's not just reading the line, that's it, how to perform it properly and knowing what's happening to the character in that moment. That's all the more difficult in the video game because, yeah, who, who knows, you know, exactly what's going on in a video game. Um, yeah. The, the other thing is that, like, we're having this same argument. There's There's a lot of people, I'm sure who are saying, oh, what does a voice actor do? It's no big deal. Why is she getting this money? And they're also <laughs> saying, like, oh, Chris Pratt, you know, he's not a real voice actor. Like, get Charles Martinet back yet. Like, yeah. there's, there's two sides of that conversation happening, I'm sure, often within the same person. And uh, it, voice actors are valuable, bottom bottom line. Yeah, and that's what I mean. We talked about that kind of last week. When we were, like, I don't you're, think like every actor can be a voice actor. With right. the, there's yeah. certain like, yeah. no, I can't see John Mulaney being a good voice actor for a cartoon character. Like, I would just be like, "Fuck you, you're John Mulaney." You know, like doesn't he, he wasn't Chippendale? I mean, he doesn't he funny. do voices for a bunch was of things he? though? Yeah, I mean, he does a vo- voices for a bunch right. of cartoons. Maybe that's a bad example. I'm just trying to think of certain people who are like are really good actors who like you know, I don't Chris know, Pratt. maybe like a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we talked about that last week with the with the with the Super Mario movie, where it's like 
That's what sucks about big budget, like whatever CGI animated movies. Instead of like this is getting, also them getting like, great like, voice actors. Like, I want this. I want this. I want this. Like he yeah. probably got whatever he wanted. It may just be based on what he wanted. Instead of taking like the great voice actors that you have who work in cartoons, instead it's like let's get the celebrity to do it who's not a great voice actor. It's yeah, like, is Robert Paulson in there? He better be. Yeah, like why don't we get like people who actually do it? Or Tara Strong, like she's she's awesome. Like she's done a million things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, I don't know. Or yeah, is that, who is Tara Strong? Tara in Powerpuff Girls. Okay, uh, she what did else? the voice of Harley Quinn for a while, not the original one, but she's done. Uh, she's done multiple stuff. Like I mean, just look up she, look, look up her credits. She's got a she's got shit. Was she credits. Tommy in the Rugrats? That's somebody else. I I don't know. She okay. Did, I listened to a pod. She was on uh, one of Kevin Smith's podcasts, and just listening to her talk about all the and like do all the different voices that she does, and just keep them all like in her head. Is just I just don't understand how she does it. Like it's a because because she does so many different characters and they and the voices and it's not the same voice for everything. Obviously, they're right. all completely different. And she she does a lot. She does a lot of comic book stuff. She was like a yeah. She was like Barbara Gordon on the Killing Joke. She was uh, Harley Quinn in the Batman and the Arkham City Arkham Asylum games. But but way before that, she did a she did a ton of uh, animated stuff. I just think I just think of her because she has like millions and millions of credits for that. Yeah, I don't know. I. I... All this stuff with the bayonetta, it's like it's sad that she got out. I mean, did she get ousted? Did she quit? I don't know the story. It's complicated, and you know that's the world we live in now. Where, but she literally had an NDA, and she said, "I mean, I don't know if she literally said it in this term, but she's like, my NDA be damned. Like, what are they going to take from me? I don't have anything. They're going to take my clothing." So she must be fairly destitute. Like, if you're not working for it, the NDA doesn't exist. Is how, as far as, I, no as I'm concerned, you know, if you're not person, working there, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I always figure, like, I sign NDAs all the time, but that's, I mean, yeah, I'm working for the thing. But if I'm not, if like you're not there anymore, then you can say whatever the fuck you want. See, that's the thing. So maybe she, yeah, there's so much here. Like, you just, you got to wonder. I also was like, at, I don't know, I was at a meeting yesterday with some lawyers, some family stuff, but like, I don't know. I've just been thinking legally lately in this in the past couple of days, and I'm like, I don't know. Something about this seems off. Like she came forward shortly before the release. That's actually makes sense. You want mm-hmm. to if you're, you're going to call for a boycott, that's a great time to do it. But I don't know. It was just like if it was easily, you know what? Actually, if it was easily disprovable that she was offered more money, it would still make sense to like do it later if you were trying to like. Say fuck you! I'm gonna get back at you. This is how I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be right before the release. I'm gonna come forward. I'm gonna yeah. say this stuff. I'm I'm already telling you I'm gonna do it. You know, not necessarily blackmail, but negotiation. I mean, you know, I I don't know. I, if she wanted to contract negotiation, if she wanted to stay on it, like shouldn't she have like said this before? I don't know. I don't know. These are all just wild <laughs> thoughts that I've I've had, and also you know, I've probably been influenced by comments I've read here and there on different social media, but. The story obviously has more layers than what we've seen. She put out uh, she she I don't know she put out a statement or whatever, but she was quoted in I think it was Kotaku article today. She today? said that she a new one. She she wants to put the whole bloody franchise behind her and get back to the theater. Well, so no, I'm sure she does. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she I cares mean, about being. But after blowing it all up, oh, okay, so maybe it's just like a fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm going to keep saying fuck you as I. Throw my middle finger right. up and walk away with my back turned to you. Maybe yeah. your intention was not to get back to being bayonetta 
you know, at this point, but rather, or even to, getting a, a financial payout. It's more about just being like, I'm a legitimate voice actor. Yeah. Fuck you for kicking Get attention. I got yep. I made you a lot of money. Yeah. Well, and she did. She made them a shit ton of money. Yeah. This is work drama. Um, it's a thing I try to leave at the door when I go home for my job, but yeah, but I mean, sometimes it's watching other people's happens work drama everywhere. is nice, especially when it's something that we can talk about on our game show. Well, our podcast. I mean, it it happens everywhere. Like that's it's just our whole like. I mean, I guess this isn't us necessarily, but I think like work in itself is kind of fucked. Like how the hierarchy and how people get paid and whatever. And oh yeah, we're not working here. We're not getting paid. No, I'm no. I'm talking about like this is the, a labor of love. I'm saying in the world, like just jobs in general. Yes, people make a lot less than what they're worth. That's why you should poop on your on company time <laughs> if you can. If you can. If they have soft toilet paper. Does this change like your uh, thoughts on Bayonetta three at all? Jeremy, well, like I, I took it off the wish list. I, I was gonna, I was considering buying it. Yeah, I've not bought a big fan of the game yet. But as I was scrolling down my wish list the other day, just kind of seeing what was on sale, I saw Bayonetta three, and I thought I was gonna take this off. Too complicated. <laughs> yep. It, 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 yeah. Like I said, it, it does, it does kind of sour it, which is well. I think it's a shame for the just because Bayonetta, the series has always kind of seen had a hard time, you know, like. Like the you know the one on the 360 whatever nobody bought it you know then sw- then and then Nintendo pretty much picked them up to give them a second game and it was so strange at the time it on on the sense. Wii U which nobody really yeah. played that either because it was on the Wii U and then they re released it for Switch and I'm sure some people played that but I figured it was going to get the biggest turnout on Switch obviously because most people have Switches for three but now there's all of this and all you know we see behind the scenes everything's real shady and all that it's kind of like just like sours the whole thing i'll tell you because i think i'm a nice middle of the road between the three of us with bayonetta because i do own bayonetta actually i think i played it before any of us so you have it on the switch Whatever. well, yeah, you well played i played, it, I played it on the 360 yeah. when it first came out because i lived with nick at the time and he yeah. had just bought it but um i would say as a fan of bayonetta bayonetta one bayonetta two i still want to hear what people have to say about it before i play it and, and that could be the day before I'm not going to preload it. So yeah, any chance of me pre- preloading it's out the window. We'll say that. But I, I do probably still see myself buying it unless it's a total piece of shit game because I think I can still be part of the dialogue even if I buy the game because that's like research, right? Because I'm going to hear, well, did Jennifer Hale do as good of a job? Like, what happened here? What corners did they cut? You know, like it's research at that point, right? <laughs> I mean, th- I mean, there's also a whole lot. I mean, not not to degrade uh, Helena Taylor or anything, but there are a lot. There are a lot of jobs in there aside from just the main the, her job. You know, a lot of uh, right. developers and other voice actors. And by boycotting that. it, you may be like doing damage to the bottom line as far as whoever gets the largest yeah. piece of cake at the end of the day. But everybody else that put their blood, sweat, and tears into it are fucked in the meantime. By both you and, well, by originally by their boss and then by you. And I don't know if you saw the last trailer, but it looks fucking sick. <laughs> I mean, it does. One of the, I mean, one of the characters turns into a spider and basically swings around like Spider Man as a giant fucking spider. And there's yeah. Metal Gear Solid levels in there pretty much. There's, there's definitely kaiju. There's, yeah. there's two, but there's 2D espionage like levels in there just because that look like original Metal Gear Solid, like whatever. It's like, it's ridiculous. Like it's and, and yeah, yeah, and you can control kaiju as well and fight. I mean, yeah, I think the game looks incredible. So it's it the thing is is like it's sandwich it's pretty much sandwiched right between uh Persona five 
and Harvestella, so it's kind of like it's already in a in a trick in a tricky spot. Well, yeah, I think Harvestella is probably the one that I'm going to buy for sure. Yeah, and then Bayonet is like, if it gets rave reviews, otherwise I don't mind waiting. I don't think it's going to get spoiled for me. I also kind of want to see what happens. You know, I'm still seeing the story unfold. Yeah, I, I might wait on it too, just because, like I said, it's persona. It's like three weeks, and it's like three weeks. It's a Persona Bayonetta. Harvestella. It could, like what, one what after another. It's, it's a good is week for all the us. Is there yeah. such a thing as a soft boycott? Like, you just don't buy something and you don't have to say why, but then maybe eventually you will because. I mean, sh- I'm sure. sure probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. At the moment, I don't. I don't need to play Bayonetta 3 the moment it drops. I will say that. It's like what I did with Episode 9. We'll start with Episode I probably would I never saw it in the, the theater. Broken. I never saw it in the theater. I never paid mm-hmm. to watch it. I just watched it on Disney Plus eventually, I guess. Yes, I will say there. definitively. Yeah, <laughs> I will say definitively. I was planning. I know for a fact I was planning on buying Bayonetta immediately, but now I'm not going to. So I, I can say that I'm, I've been kind of thinking out loud here. Well, I thought about I'm like, well, I which really is like, an Ed Sheeran song. I know you don't know any of his songs, Trey, but that's one of them. Yeah, he's so not popular. <laughs> Him and his million views or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, mean, I was like, I barely touched near Automata. Well, I paid it for like 10 hours, so I could just play that while I wait to see whether I care about Bayonetta 3 or not. I think that's okay. You could play Bayonetta 1 and 2. You can hear I've played the them. Bonham Carter talk to you. you know? like, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Taylor. I, I, I mean, I, I, did. I did. I played through both of those on Wii U, motherfucker. I didn't get them on Switch. I played a uh, damn. It took not for- a true fan if you didn't buy them on the newest console. And I started it. I started Bayonetta 1 on Wii U. So that was the one I played it on. And I played through all of Bayonetta 1 before I played 2. So it took me forever to get to 2. But yeah. But I do like those games. They're, they're stupid. They're ridiculous. And they're like filled with style. And, and I like that for it. But it does like, yeah, it gives, it gives you a sour taste. I like now, seeing Platinum flex there. Flex what they got on, on the the optimized Nintendo Switch hardware. Well, especially you know, like five hardware. like five years into yeah five years into Nintendo Switch, like they already mm-hmm. made Astral Chain and Nier Automata and all. Well, they well I don't think they necessarily directly ported it, but anyway, they they're they're sim- they're similar uh, they're very familiar with the with the system, so they'll probably do some really cool stuff with it. Yeah, There's a couple of related stories shit. regarding uh, uh you know labor troubles. Um, well, the Fired Smash Ultimate Tester Tester that we talked about a week or two ago. Uh, they settled with Nintendo, and they're going to get twenty five thousand dollars. So that's good news. I don't remember this. Did we actually talk about Nor this? Do I. I don't think we ever actually talked about this. What uh, what happened? We didn't talk about it. Um, this person mentioned uh, uh, forming a union, or or something. Not maybe not forming a union. Some guy talked about union at a at a, at a Nintendo employee forum uh, and asked Doug Bowser about unions. And shortly afterward, they were fired. Sounds about right. So, yep. So, um, yeah, they're getting $25,000, you know, in the settlement. I don't think there was any details disclosed about, you know, what was agreed upon there. Who knows what will be taken out in taxes and lawyer fees. Right. But, hey, they got something. So good for them. Weird. And then uh, what was the other one? Oh, yeah, Blizzard. Blizzard testers. Uh, they've won a case and they can now vote, vote on forming a union. Wow. Okay. Everything's turning to socialisms. Blizzard's pretty toxic too, right? <laughs> well, yeah, oh, yeah, but the people that work there. No, I mean like the company. In the company itself is, but by allowing the employees to do that, you are literally like rising up against the boss, so to speak. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just saying they need a union in that toxic world. Yes. Or they, well, everybody, everybody should have a union. Like, yeah. for real. My opinion is like, on unions, uh, the workplace should have nothing to fear if they're doing everything right. Yep. Well, they just don't want to pay their their employees is really what it boils down to. If you're paying right. your employees well, there wouldn't be a union. Because yeah. that's what, well, I mean, unions, unions are the whole reason that we don't work like 20 hours a day at jobs. Right. Like they were the ones yeah. who tried to push that yep. thing. It's it's not like the, uh, if you've ever saw, watched the old sci-fi movie Metropolis where people are like turning the clocks for like 20 hours until they pass out. Like that's probably what the world would be if the unions never existed. Like to actually give us like Try to, try to have a cutoff day and breaks and all that. We would get yeah. no breaks. They would just Vacation work us until time. we died. You know, so I mean. Or a Brave yeah. New World where they just give you like drugs and just keep you going. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's just be like you would just work until you pass out and they'll just put somebody else there to take over for you. That's so, <laughs> what it would be. So everybody should, everybody should have unions. I've worked on union stuff. They're great. You get breaks all the time. It's real nice. Don't get as overworked. Actually, I've worked on shitty union stuff too, so I don't know. Take that back. But uh, it depends on who's running it. You know, the way my bosses treat my job, you know, I'm not going to say too much about it, but yeah, there would never need to be a union at my job. As far as I know, was, I listened it's a to good a job, and, good employers. I listened to the kitten Christoph podcast about two weeks ago. They had Reggie on there and they asked him his opinion on, on unions. And you know, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase, uh, you know, what he said, but he said he didn't think unions were either good or bad. Um, I guess he'd never been in one, but <laughs> or but needed what, one. What he, what he said was, a, he doesn't know he's going to work for it next. Yeah, <laughs> proper <laughs> workplace. Yes. You know, it has to do. How do, how do I answer it without without actually having an opinion? Okay, here we exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> this is a sound clip. But I think I, I agreed with what what he what he said ultimately on the show, and I encourage everybody to go go listen to that episode because I thought it was a good one. And he said uh, a, a good workplace has to do three things and i'm not i don't remember exactly what the three things were but it's something like you know everybody has to have their employees have to have their needs met and the that was basically the 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 gist of it um there was you know one two three and then if they don't if the workplace is not meeting all of these three things then basically uh, a union is a, a viable option that can help make the workplace better and so he actually was very even-handed about it, and I was like, "It's kind of surprised. It, it surprised me. I thought I thought he was going to be, you know, you know, corporate boss mode or whatever, but he actually was pretty level-headed about it and and seemed open to the idea." I think he sees it exactly. He sees it as I'm going to stand by. He doesn't know who he's going to work for next, so he has to be, he has to say the right thing. But uh, also, like, it can be a hiring tool. Like, you get people to come in, you're like, well. You know, there is a certain amount you're going to pay, but our employees stick around because they have these guaranteed this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? Like yep. you're you're entering into an agreement where your rights are protected. And um, I can see some companies actually benefiting from that on a corporate level, but most companies not so much because they've got that old world money or whatever, or the, the shit's been being pushed up high so much. That uh, they're like, no, I don't want to make that much less. How about we just uh, fire everybody and hire everyone new again? I mean, capitalism is based on how much yeah. money you can get from paying You're your literally like the, converting the people's amount. lives into. Money. That's what it was founded on. So I mean, that's the yeah. whole fucking thing. Is uh, you, you hear the backs, the blood, sweat, and tears? Like it's the it's the, all that what all we that can make for the is, year. What cat? What is our capital? 
you could call it time if you wanted to be literal, but it's literally your blood, sweat, tears, your life force that you're losing yeah. in exchange for the money you're being paid for your labor. Yep. A decent idea, I think, but not fully thought out and, and regulated. Uh, it's, it's led to a lot of, a lot of problems. We need more regulation. Like I think the free market idea is a good idea, but you got to pair that with regulations and you got to, I think we have to rework things so that the economy, the society is based not around, uh, you know, the economy and, and the, and, and how much money we can get. Like, that's how we generally measure the health of this country is like, well, are we, is the economy good? Or are we, are we making money? I think, uh, the society should be rearranged around are people fulfilled. Well, that's cause that means are people, do people enjoy their lives? Like that should be the number one measure. Oh, they that, don't want. They don't want that though. They just want you to. Oh, buy, yeah, yeah, they just want you to buy shit. Well, they, they <laughs> want to enjoy their lives. That's the thing. Well, it's run by the one percent. That's like, uh, well, yeah. are, are we making? Are we still not paying taxes? Cool. Yeah, it's about whether or not they enjoy their lives, and uh, you know, they can they can get the most money, so they can then enjoy their lives to the fullest. And uh, I think we need to rework things around. Whether or not people are happy, like starts that starts by measuring are people satisfied with their lives. Measure that in some way. Make that the metric. Make that the big front page announcement. So here's an idea: free health care. So so we yeah. can so we can go into, into for mental health. We can do that for free, and then you can find right. out whether we're actually happy with our lives or not, or how or how or we'll actually go to doctors and not be afraid to because we know we're going to be getting charged a bunch of shit right. for not getting anything or doing anything. No, that's a absolutely like the ultimate. Like, can I feel any sort step. of security if I know that my health is safe? Maybe right. Yes, I can start to feel safe with my health. Now I can figure the financial stuff out, or I can figure the familial stuff out, or my really you know just relationship stuff in general. Like, but like I need to stay alive in the meantime. If I'm going to figure everything else out, yeah, you need healthcare. I mean, it's I mean, compared against like other countries, like. Like Japan, who like require you like to you have to get like a test of your well being like when you turn thirty. Like everybody has to, but it's all free, so everybody does it. I didn't hear about that. It's been there for years. Like I mean, it's been it's like they give you like the barometric shit. They they measure mm. it through your body or whatever. I only know it because the eight four guys talked about it because I live there. But yeah, they like do that when you turn thirty. You have to do this wellness test, and it's and it's, and it's built into the into the healthcare, and it's free, and they want you to they want you to stay alive longer so you have to go do these things in countries that give a shit which isn't which isn't this one but uh let's uh let's just do some some rapid fire news stuff yeah. and be done here um there's actually well there's one thing i want to mention before we go it's a rapid fire news thing but did you see the uh the harvestella they're they're actually going to be reworking the game around uh what people said about the demo which we which we played which i think is great i read through the things they were changing and there were some things that i thought as well. I was actually surprised because it's coming out that soon, but and we were at the same well, time yeah. not surprised because that's sort of how these demos that's what they've done, right? That, the, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that what, that's what Square Enix Octopath has been doing really good, yeah, with like Octopath, Since Octopath. And Octopath and Bravely Default and all that, but I, I yeah. just read through some of the things on there. It's like a redu- reduced time-lapse speed on the world map. That was the thing that I thought it went way too fast in the world map. Um, right. Reduced hit time for fishing. Um, I did think that was kind of slow. Uh, reduce cool time for cool down time for uh, job changes. 
Uh, increase the mage normal attack speed. That was something that really bother- didn't bother me. But reduce loading time. I did mention that when we had when we had Fuchsia on here. How long the loading time took while you were in the town, like to go to each house, and how it like made you not really so want to go anywhere. That's more of a technical thing they fixed. That's kind of nice. Yeah. It's not just quality of life. Yeah. Addition of a warning effect when a character's HP is low. Modified UI during save and autosave, and other bug fixes. It was just a. It was just cool to see that they were doing some stuff in there because. Yeah, there, I like Harvestella. I like the way the story was going, but yeah, the loading time really bothered me, and I did think yeah, I'm actually more excited for yeah. this than than Bayonetta Bayonet three yeah. as of all this other shit that's been. And it's it's only a couple weeks away too. It's it's it was the opposite before. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, but it switched. Yeah, but I mean, especially the loading time and like the losing losing the time in the in while you're like not in town, I thought was way too quick. So. So yeah, that's good. So I, I'm definitely excited about that, but it, that is kind of one I also want to wait and see what people say in the end because you know there were some things in the demo that I was kind of like, mm. but I love the watering. But Justin and I have been playing Stardew Valley still, and I just dream about the watering and Harvestella because it's so much better. The watering because like, you just like you just walk around with the sword, and it's so much easier and so quicker. You have to get those sprinklers. You have to. I do. They suck. They don't. They, they get like four spots, man. We have well, we you, have hundreds you of have plants to build everywhere. Your farm, you have to build your farm around the placement. I know. We we also got to upgrade our tools too. It takes the same yeah. stuff to build sprinklers. Duh. Anyway, uh, knows that. What else? What else we have for our for our rapid fire here? Oh, uh, let's talk about G four. That's one we should definitely talk about. Yeah, yeah. G4. It's it's been out for a while on PlayStation four. Oh. I thought you said GTA four. <laughs> no, so uh, G, so yeah, G four. Uh, I we did a we did a, a Patreon episode all about like uh, video game shows and all that. And I remember John mentioning that G four was coming back, but I yep. don't remember ever hearing where it was coming back to or what it was yeah. on or when it was out. And and now it's done. <laughs> it's, now it's, it's already done. it's already it gone. I mean, Comcast, I was, right? I mean, I like, wasn't going to watch it by like or a division of Comcast. It yeah. was like a. I think it was Comcast. Yeah. So it was out on TV. They can ruin anything just like Google. They can just like can anything they want. Comcast. Yeah. Yeah. Comcast has ruined plenty of things for me. I mean, I know. Well, their their customer service sucks. That's for sure. Just like Google does all the time. Yeah. Their customer service sucks. Yep. Yeah, G four is gone now. Um, apparently, but did it even exist? Like, was it even? It it was. Did it it ever? Like, how long was it out for? So it was on. Yeah. It was. It was out for a year. It was on cable on some channel on cable. Wow! Which I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't even know it had even started yet. But then it was also uh, they had a heavy um, like well, they intended to have a heavy Twitch presence and YouTube presence and and all that. So they were going for some kind of hybrid between having a cable channel and having you know your online and YouTube and Twitch and all that stuff. And it, it, I saw a couple of their things. Like I saw. Adam Adam Sessler would do X play, but it was more like more like a live stream, like a well edited live stream. No, no Morgan Webb that can get no her back. No Morgan Webb. You remember mm-hmm. Morgan Webb? The best part yeah, of X play. Yeah, I remember. Her. Yeah, no, she wasn't on it. It was just Adam Sessler, and then they had a couple of uh, notable personalities that they brought in, like uh, the Completionist. If you ever hear ever seen his stuff on YouTube, you know, he was on there and. Uh, who was the other guy? Scott the Waz. He had a show on on G four. Yeah, yeah, that's what they tried to do. But you, you know, I, I it was unclear. It was just it was really unclear what G four was in this iteration and uh, you know, where you could find it. 
and I th- I think it was um, they didn't provide a good reason not to just go watch Twitch. I mean, it's re- it's there. really hard. To, yeah, it's really hard to sell G four like on cable, like cable that you have yeah. to pay for, where you can get video games for free everywhere, especially on like Twitch or YouTube or whatever. You know, like it's it's all over the place. So how? You know, the only reason I ever watched G4 at the time was because, yeah, you could just throw something on that had video games on it, but you don't have to, you don't have to do that anymore. Everything has video games on it, you know, so you don't need, I, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I have cable, I have digital cable, yeah. but I just do it for think, wrestling because that's the only way you can watch that. I think there was a way to do it and they didn't do it this way, but my proposal for G4 that, that I've said on the Slack, I think I said it on the show, um, make it a cheap streaming service i'm talking like five dollars a month like apple tv does throw every video game related piece of content that's ever not gonna produced happen on there every every <laughs> video game movie every video i know you say it's not gonna happen but let me explain it would, it would be too expensive yeah so <laughs> yeah every every video game movie tv show old episodes of mega man uh, you know the donkey kong country cg cartoon uh, put it all under one house for $5 a month. And there's enough crazy people like me who would pay $5 a month just to like have a good nostalgia trip and watch Captain N and video power and all that. And, you know, then you could also throw out a couple of new shows, do some like in-depth quality stuff that, you know, is hard to find on YouTube, but you curate it. Uh, my vision for a G4, a proper G4 would have been a streaming service that is properly curated quality video game quality and not quality video game content from yesterday from yesterday yesteryear because not all of it was good but there's nostalgia value right uh, if they'd done something like that make it the one all in one hey pay five bucks a month see some video game related stuff uh, all in one package at this point there's there's a couple hundred shows and movies and they would have had a pretty good package to sell to a dedicated gamer who just wants to watch some game related stuff. They didn't do that. They tried to be basically a Twitch channel or a YouTube channel and a, a you know channel 506 on Comcast. Yeah. So it didn't work out. Yeah, but not for free like with paid cable. I, I mean something more feasible with the with the um streaming thing. It's just obviously they can't get like fucking Legend of Zelda and Captain N and all that because that's all Nintendo shit because they don't own that. But if but if they were able to do a streaming service that was five dollars and they could just put all the G four shows that ever existed on there, then that would be appealing to some people. Yeah, who cares? Right, you right. know what I mean? But there's no way they're gonna get like that's impossible. And also that's way too cheap if you had every single video game movie thing ever for five dollars well month. i said five dollars a month because apple tv yeah. is doing it right now yeah, yeah but apple yeah, tv Apple's doesn't got, have Apple's all got, the super mario brothers I, shows I or you, whatever Apple's you know, got, you know Apple's what I mean? got more sway and all of that but i think uh you know if you want to make you know eight dollars I mean, a month or something like amc you know who else has sway fucking comcast you know right yeah true they could have made it work if they'd wanted to i mean yeah. disney disney plus doesn't even have everything they can't get the spider-man movies on there because it's a Sony property, much like right. the imaginary G4 streaming service would never have Legend of Zelda cartoons okay, well, because I'm just they don't have the this property. Is like, <laughs> this is an idea, a vision for what could have worked. And in an ideal scenario, you'd gather all the video game movies and content, whatever, under one umbrella. Make me pay what, whatever, you know, I would have paid it. I think that would have been cool. I live in a post-2005 world where the shit <laughs> worth seeing is on YouTube. Yeah. 
And I mean, some I like it. the fact that I can find some stuff through subscription services and all that, but a service like a channel like G4 always was like something where you'd find the highlights later. Or you'd watch, you know, it'd be like if it were Comedy Central, you know, I'm going to watch the mm. John Stewart show later. I'm going to watch this, that there, and there later. And they're going to actually get the revenue through their ads and stuff because and that's free. People want to watch those shows. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you did want to watch the Daily Show, you can watch it all for free through the Comedy Central app. Yeah. Anyway, not even without cable. That's what I, I would for want years. for something like so. G4, where it was, you know, these segments that I absolutely would want to see, but I wouldn't necessarily subscribe because they were relevant. And that's the thing. They're not going to create something that's uniquely relevant that i want to pay money speaking of things that aren't uniquely relevant let's talk about uh the super mario brothers movie uh a little bit some more i guess uh keegan michael key said that he made a song up for toad so that means that this movie is probably going to be a musical a full uh, musical uh, with yeah i don't mind it i mean I, I, will, I will when i see it to it so i will when i, see I don't it. mind if someone like toad had a song where everyone's just like well, you just shut up already, and that was the end of it, you know. I mean, but Bowser said he has a sound song too. So, I mean, right. that that rumor that said it was going to be a musical, I think might be might be there to some point. This movie's not for us; it's for fucking children. So, I mean, I mean, maybe this, Mario we just have to let it be, be what it is. If they had the technology, we never know. Yeah, I mean, we've got that Brazilian game. We'd go back to it. it I'm okay skating, with it uh... being a musical if it is. <laughs> I am too, and I mean, Mario did have Dance Dance Revolution it, after all. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be funny if they did it in that route where it was only a uh, publicly publicly owned song. So we have like who who's you know <laughs> she'll be coming around the she'll have a she'll be coming around the mountain old, on he's there. Obsessed and, uh, with the Hall of the Mountain King, like, <laughs> or like Beethoven, Beethoven's Fifth or whatever. Like that, the soundtrack on that was pretty hilarious because it was all like free shit. I mean, I like that game, but yeah, but she'll be coming around the mountain. Just work that into the movie somewhere. Even though I would have loved to see the plot of uh, DDR. Mario mix as a movie where basically every problem that ever happens. My three year old insisted to listen to Hall of the Mountain King over and over again because she loves it in Donkey Kong. It's basically, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, you got a problem? Dance. Uh, can't cross the river? Dance. Lost your keys? Dance. Here they are. Okay. Yeah. That's, that, that's probably, a, that's probably a better plot than whatever they have going on for this one. It was revealed that the movie is going to be PG. Okay. Does that surprise anybody? <laughs> You, well, thought, you thought it was going to be G? Is anything G anymore? Like, actually? Not really. When was the last movie came, that came out that was G? If it's G, you ha- basically have to absurd. You have basically have to assume there's something subversive in it. Like, it's not actually G. Someone's trying to, like, do something silly here. Or it's like Blue's Clues, the movie. I am we actually kind of surprised. I think, I think Minions did have to, like, switch to PG, right? Look up the Minions movies and see when they switch from g to pg because that's probably why funimation probably just like well we know what we're doing according to google the only g-rated movies that exist are pixar movies now for whatever reason just Pixar. that's because disney has it by the balls it's like we are g don't say otherwise so is there anything else on here yeah this is interesting a clip has resurfaced showing uh speaking of voice actors Charles Martinet voicing a character in the 90s JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he had to make some money in different places. I mean, Brian Cranston voiced the monsters from, or well, did a couple of the monsters from uh, the Power Rangers show. So people were, you know, you got to make money as an actor. You've probably seen the old video of him doing like a uh, vampire voice, right? Or he's like Dracula or something. Charles Martinet. 
You can mm-hmm. find a video of him doing like a like yeah like a vampire Dracula voice for some commercial, some eighties commercial. <laughs> He's like, woohoo! Want to suck your blood? Blah. <laughs> I don't. I don't drink wine. Yeah. <laughs> what is a man? A Bizrobos. Woohoo! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and there was some tunic merch that was revealed this week. Oh, I just put that out. Was there. it Fan I, Gamer? I just put it to to taunt Jeremy because he hadn't gotten through there yet. That's why I put it up. Yeah, you win. No, I mean it's cute though. Look at that little fox guy. He looks super cute. I have the, a fox, fox tattooed on me, so it's it's an appropriate taunt. The the tunic uh, the tunic records was kind. Of, I mean, I already bought the soundtrack digitally, but I was like, oh, those records are pretty. Mm-hmm. And the and the like the you know hoodies are always good. Hoodies and jackets and stuff look cool. Also with the with the tunic like language and all that on there looks cool. Yeah, I think that's good. Cool. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good for our news for the week. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to episode three hundred and forty three. If you want to support the show and hear more bonus episodes, go to patreon.com slash main podcast. And for one dollar you can get all of our bonus shows. And if and up from there, you'll get extra merchandise and stickers and whatever. And uh, videos of us early and the uh, WART radio with all the music in between and the intros and the breaks and all that stuff. That's stuff to listen to. Listen to that. Also, you can find our YouTube stuff, youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast, twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll stream some persona five stuff. I'm not sure yet. I forgot to mention that Atlas is being weird again about persona five, where you can only stream certain parts of the game. I don't know if you remember that when it came out originally, but they were very weird about it. They didn't want people to stream most of the game, which is strange. Cause it's like streaming is a commercial for you. Why do you not want anybody to play it? But well, it's like 2017 yeah. all over again. And like, they were so worried about the game being spoiled and potentially people not buying it. But for the persona Royale one, it says that they're saying that you can't stream the end. You can't stream like the last however many hours of it still, even though it's been out for however long. So are they really out there looking for people who are streaming the end or like what what are they what are they gonna do? I don't know. I mean you could I mean you could just you could find it obviously if you wanted to, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. You could still do it with your like Elgato, you just can't do it through the software of the system itself they just don't want oh, you to yeah. do it. it's it's yeah. you don't want you to do it to twitch it's like when we beat a uh, dragon quest 11 and it wouldn't let you video capture the mm. ending credits or whatever even though you could video capture everything else in the game mm. but the end of it they wouldn't it just wouldn't let you capture it because they just didn't want they were afraid you might put it on twitter or something like that but yeah uh <laughs> thanks everybody for listening you can find uh jeremy and i at speaking of twitter you can find jeremy and i at on twitter at jmaxstack and at nintendo underscore domain and we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. John Litter. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
Crocodile Dundee voices on there. Some cross, some cross pollination. Cross, cross, uh, crocodile nation. <laughs> crocodile nation. Anyway, uh, 